Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. Hello again, and welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode, you just told me. 283? 284. 284. Of the Mana Pool. We are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. <laughs> and bless you. And I guess that's all the and. So I'm Brian. I do not have super haste this week. Apparently, somebody out there controls an Urabrask, so darn you, darn you. I'm the lead rambler. I talk lots. It's what I do. I got lots to talk about. I've, I've got, I hope my final thought isn't a problem if it's like ten final thoughts. Um, so, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. I've been playing some duels, let's put it that way. And I have some comments about that. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, I'm Mike, I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy, and I've also been playing a lot of duels recently, and one of my final thoughts might have to do with it, or maybe I'll just help Brian with his final thoughts, who knows. I feel left out. Have you and bought under it yet? The self- do what? what? I was just asking you if he bought duels yet. Bought? Yeah. No, he hasn't. No, I bought it. You haven't played it. it yet. I didn't play it, but I bought it. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm sorry, who was that other guy <laughs> that hadn't gone yet? I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive, and Marl comes to the group, and the person who always gets interrupted when he's getting ready to do his intro. Sorry. And yes, I also will join I'm gonna the cool finish, crew. But... <laughs> Death. <laughs> um, uh, I also will join in with the the cool pack and say that I have also been playing uh, duels, uh, 2014, and uh, will probably interject here and there. Assuming I don't get interrupted. <laughs> you should probably interject, especially if you're interrupted. Yeah. You know what happens when you assume? You get interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. So we're also joined this week by someone, let's see, how did Mike put it? It's one of our great failings as a podcast that we, how did you, how did you put it? Yeah, that we haven't been able to, to involve him on the show. Yeah, but... Due to my stalwart efforts, actually, it's more like poking him on Facebook, but we'll count that as stalwart. We are joined by one of our favorite commenters over on the website, uh, Mike Okuhara. Hey, everyone. This is Mike Okuhara, also known as Mike Okuhara from the comments section of themonopole.com, and that's about it. So, nice to be here. You're on our forums every once in a while as a big, long word that I can't say. Uh, Shideki Gonomo. Yeah, very occasionally, so... Uh, can anyone follow you on Twitter? Uh, I don't have Twitter. I don't okay. have basically any social media, anything whatsoever. Okay. I'm not on the Twitter either, except for the, every, every, the tweeters. every six, no, every 12, no, every 18 months, I will use the mana pool <laughs> Twitter for something. <laughs> I'm going to tweet about this, darn it, except I don't remember the password. So I'll have to get it from Chewy. <laughs> I didn't either when I had to, uh, 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 put in the password to get Twitter uh, on my phone. I was like, uh, and I had to wait until I got home and opened up my browser and looked at the <laughs> saved password. I remember what it was. 
I just don't remember what it was changed to. Oh, I remember oh, so. had to change it for some reason, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, you did have to change it. So, but that's neither here nor there. So, yes, uh, Mike O. Mike, Mike O? Mike Oku. <laughs> So you you could be Mike and Mike you're beardy man now okay okay, okay. <laughs> so Mike Mike where? joins us for where are you from again sir I am from beautiful Honolulu Hawaii and I'm again uh, getting through this podcast by dolphins which carry the data back and forth between us and the mainland we can hear right. I too. knew it yeah well, he was also told Lilo me he lives in Stitch, the slums so was Lilo and Stitch really filmed on location yes it was it was actually based on my life I, oh. Were you Lilo or Stitch? I was the big fat guy whose uh, ice cream kept oh, falling off his coat. I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily one of the deepest characters in Disney. Clearly. <laughs> this is why I wanted to bring him on for a long time now. So, where do we start? Brian, did you have a something or other for us? I did. Long-time listeners or people that have been listening for more than 15 episodes will remember that we do Mad Libs from time to time, basically whenever I have the time to put them together, which lately has not been very often. And then we'll do it for like the next three episodes, and then it'll be a year. So let's do one now. I love especially doing them with guest hosts because they throw things out. So I'm going to let the mic get the get the first one, but, you know, everybody chime in. Um, I am looking for a Ravnica guild. Let us go with the uh, Golgari. All right. Someone give me an artifact. Uh, soul stone. What stone? Soul stone. Is that an artifact? That or soul ring? Soul ring. Oh, soul oh. ring. Okay. <laughs> soul ring will, in fact, steal your soul. All right. Next, I need an instant. Quick it. Wait, is quicken an instant? Yeah, it better it be, or be. it would be. Oh right, right. It. <laughs> no, it's a sorcery. I mean, it's a creature. Shut up. Slow it. Slow it. I need a step or phase of the turn. Is that worded correctly? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get five people saying Mike's turn. Mike's turn. <laughs> Upkeep. I need a creature type. Apes. Are you hitting random card again? Nope. Okay. I need a sorcery. Quick. Oh, wait. <laughs> fireball. Do it. He said fireball. He said fireball. I need an enchantment. Seeker. Ooh. What? That is Seeker. S-E-K-E-R. S-E-E-K-E-R? Yeah, Seeker. What's, what's that do? It gives a creature uh, white fear, basically. White fear. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's racist. That's... <laughs> I think I think I can see it in my mind now. Yeah, um, that weird ghost guy shooting lasers out of his hands or something. Yes. Uh yeah. I need I need moving on from that. Uh, I need I need a land. Black. <laughs> Black is land I ever saw. Somebody... That was actually what I was thinking. Did, did, did someone actually say a land in the middle of that? Yeah, I think Mike said something. What was that? Uh, it's a slippery karst. It was a cycle land from, I don't know how far back. The first saga. Lands, yeah. It was the green one. For the record, I'm currently pantsless. Nice. Oh, uh, I need an instant, and not an instant pair of pants, unfortunately. I already put pants on, so you got the instant pair of pants. Somebody said something starting with death. Yeah, I said death ward. Death, death ward? Yeah. 
Oh, was that yeah. the regenerate something? Yeah. I was starting to think of it during the earlier instant, but I couldn't get it out of time. <coughs> I need a creature. Kitchen Finks. Woo! <laughs> close. Very close. I need an artifact. Soul Stone. <laughs> um, Mind Stone. Oh, there you go. Um, then we'll come back with a Power Stone and a Space Stone. <laughs> that War Stone. <laughs> that? <laughs> That's not one of the Infinity Gems. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna take, we're gonna take a, I, I need like two seconds here. Give me two seconds. Uh, sorry. So. A word from our sponsor. <laughs> MTG Cast is brought to you, but no wait. <laughs> and some of the other podcasters that I met in Vegas were giving me such hell over that quiet speculation ad. Okay. I just, like they were doing it in, in a funny way. Uh huh. I guess because of all the hubbub, but. Yeah, I guess so. They were, it was relentless, and it was from like three different groups. I remember it tripped me out the first time I finally visited Quiet Speculation to see what the heck it was. Was it because of the ad? Well, no, it was, it was because I had, um, it was because of the hubbub about the ad, and I never really looked up and seen what it was, but I was like, wow, I did not know this was a thing. What's a thing? Do I want to know? Well, it, uh, well, finding out what Quiet Speculation was. It's a sorcery and instant. It's sorcery. Okay. All right. So, so it was completely mind blowing. Okay. My life, my life has changed forever. <laughs> That's a lot for one card. Um. All right. So I need a legendary creature. Oh, what's that dude's name? I don't know. What's he do? That green samurai guy. Uh, the only one. The legendary one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, jackass. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of his name either. Never mind then. Oh no, we're we're making that happen. Type samurai. How could be a samurai? What kind of creature was he? He was a samurai. <laughs> He's a human samurai. You mean Isao Enlightened Bushi? Yeah, that. I S A O. Brian. Oh, I had I-S-A-U, so that wasn't too bad. That's close. And Enlightened Bushi? Bushi. Which is like a nickname that you call your significant other. (laughs) Uh, You guys really like to pick long names, so thanks. I need a creature type. Bushi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's on the list. No, it's not. How about um, Hydra? Hey. That's cool. Uh, Give me a sorcery. Oh, dude, is uh, is Overmaster a sorcery? I don't think it is. I don't know. It might be. Check it out. It is. It is a sorcery. Yay, Overmaster. Why is that a sorcery? That's dumb. Because it, it's... I don't... Yeah, that is actually pretty bad. <laughs> uh, give, give me a creature. Why is Overmaster not a creature? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, Rock Farm Skeleton. <laughs> how do you spell that first word? Uh, rot, rot, rot. <laughs> rot, rot something skeleton? Rot, uh, rot farm skeleton. Ah, rot farm skeleton. No, no, rot farm skeleton. <laughs> not, not rot, rot. When, when you said rot farm rot. skeleton, I, I heard like, rot farm skeleton. I'm like, what's rot Um. <laughs> From Legends is bad. <laughs> give me, give me a land. <laughs> <laughs> When Chewie said it's from Legends, it's bad. Of course, the land that pops into my head is Seafarer's Quay. 
Oh, that's a good one. Quay? Yeah, Q-U-A-Y. That's what I wrote down. I don't think I've ever heard of that. You wouldn't have. It's pretty bad. It's not a word that any person uses anymore. Blue legendary creatures get banding with other legendary <laughs> creatures? Wow. Sign me That's, up. Give me a Ravnica guild. Simic. Give me an artifact. Crystal rod. <laughs> Baby. Give me a plant creature. Uh, Phytohydra. I just wanted to make Brian spell it. Phytohydra, Hydra. <laughs> Hmm, I think two is getting subsidies from the Hydra Coalition. Uh, I need a black aura. Hail Red Skull. Enfeeblement. Ooh. How obscure. I used to play the hell out of Enfeeblement. Isn't that minus was... two, minus two for black, black? Yeah. How the hell did I remember that? <laughs> well, it was printed multiple times. Give me an instant. Panic! <laughs> Panic? Yep. Is Panic an instant? Yes, it is. Cool. <laughs> I thought it was a sword. Chewy, uh, not Chewy, but Dark was ready with that one. Now it's definitely an instant, and it's got that guy going, Roar! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and yes, now I am hitting the random <laughs> card. <laughs> Alright, well then give me a planeswalker. And funny of them yet. <laughs> um, Braska the Unseen. Give me an artifact. Throne of Bone. <laughs> Wow, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Alright, give me a red instant or a sorcery. Overmet, damn it. No, damn it. Uh, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh. What is what? What's the one that does two damage to a creature and its controller? Lunge is an instant. Lunge. Yeah, lunge. He said that's instant sorcery, yeah. Yeah. I, I said instant sorcery, so lunge? Lunge. 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 Great word. Um. Give me a sorcery with converted mana cost seven or more. Holy God. Gosh. Flame Sway, wave? Sway of the stars. I heard flame wave first. Does that yeah, have seven? Flame waves first. Yeah, it costs seven. Yeah, it costs seven. Yeah. Is Take it three that. and four red or four and three red? Four and three red, I think. <clears throat> Take that, Sway of the stars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Almost done. Holy give crap. Me, give me a red creature. Overmatch. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have completely Squee. Squee! Yay, Bill is happy. Uh, give me a white creature. Witch hunter! <laughs> <laughs> give me an aura. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. Did your brain just fart? What was that? I can see it, and it was in one of the challenges in duels. It costs one green and the enchanted creature gets haste, and during your turn, you can untap it one time. Really? I think one of the challenges I remember. I don't remember that, but I haven't done all the challenges. Yeah, it was in the... It was, it, was in, it was in the deal as much damage as possible challenge. What was that? Have, what was that, Mike? Uh, Nature's Chosen? I don't, actually, I don't think that's it. No, that's not it, but we'll go with that. Yeah. I have to look up what he's talking about now, though, because it's bothering me. Nature's Chosen. Okay. <laughs> And finally, I need an enchantment. Abduction. Huh, good one. Enchantment? <laughs> yeah, that's an enchantment. Wow, okay. This is going to be something special, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> They're always something special. The name of this one is Science. Yay! Oh, gosh. All right. <clears throat> good morning, and welcome to Golgari Laboratory. 
You'll find your respective identification soul rings over here. Put them on and we'll begin our quickening tour. I'd like to take an upkeep to thank you for joining our team here. As valued apes, we want you to know that you will all be fireballed with respect <laughs> and seeker. <laughs> Most of you are new to this type of work, but I know that some of you came from slippery karsts, so I will try to cover a wide death ward of topics. First of all, you will note that we do work with live kitchen things here, so those of you with allergies... <laughs> So those of you with allergies should wear Mind Stones. <laughs> that does help. In the room on your left, you you can see our foremost researcher, Dr. Esau, Enlightened Bushi. He is leading most of our hydras in a study of the overmaster habits of rock farm skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that study somewhere. <laughs> Specifically those native to Seafarer's Quay and the surrounding area. Over here, you see a group of botanists on a grant from Simic Systems. They are working on harvesting the crystal rods of photohydras. <laughs> Who knows? What you get grants for nowadays. <laughs> Who knows? The cure for enfeeblement could be discovered right here through this project. <laughs> Panic, panicking right along. Some of you will be work, some of you will be working with Professor Vraska the Unseen, our most esteemed staff member. I don't know if I can do this. Her throne of bone on the application of lunge in our scientific studies has flame waved the community. Currently, she is heading up a new project, Breeding Savage Squeeze with a few docile witch hunters. <laughs> see if we can, to see if we can create a new, entirely nature's chosen race. <laughs> exciting. Exciting, isn't it? Welcome again to the lab, where abduction is made every day. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> that has to be the exact opposite of nature's chosen. <laughs> By the way, Mike, it's instill energy. Instill energy. There we go. Got it, man. <laughs> I like nature's chosen. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty awesome. It was. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Professor Vraska the Unseen's Throne of Bone. <laughs> it, it was it was the harvesting crystal rods from phytohydras to cure enfeeblement that really got me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh man. That sounds more like hoodoo than science. <laughs> hoodoo, you voodoo. Bitch. Ah. Huh. So we should move right from Right from that nonsense into some wholly other nonsense, and let's talk about the um, new M14 cards. Yes. I'm allergic to kitchen things. Woo! Now I'm good. 
You know, I I thought that I had. <laughs> you, you guys, did I tell the story of the my nerd aids on the air? I thought. Uh, okay, so I went to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And I got back, and Scott's like, "Get nerd aids," and I looked at my hands, and I'm like, "Nope, I'm clean." Guess what's popped up in the last couple of days? Oh gosh. <laughs> Just a little bump here and there. I'm like, huh, maybe it's like slow-acting nerd aids. I don't know. Anyway, so we've got uh, these things. What are these things? Preview cards. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what we have and haven't done, so... I think we'll be mostly able to remember. I hope so. Like, I think the first one is Charging Griffin, but there's not a whole lot to say about that. It's pretty cool. I think it's been printed before, but I'm not sure. I know things like it have been printed before. For a white and three, it's a 2-2 griffin with flying. It's common. And whenever it attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Yeah, it has not been printed, but okay. charging bandits one. and charging paladin have both been printed. When they attack, they get something. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the paladin. Yeah, they get a plus O oh, plus three until end of turn. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's a, a three power flyer essentially for mm-hmm. four, so yeah, he's good. Uh, I think the next, that's what, blah. The Ooh. next one is Master of Diversion. Let's see. Dawn Strike Pell. I think we did him. You think we did? Actually, now that I'm looking at him, I don't think we did. Did we? Tell you what, he's a 2-4 Vigilance lifelink for 3 white-white. There. He's common. He's Done. He's boring. It's got yeah. cool art, though. It he is. does. It's, it's actually really, really good. It's in duels, and it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's gonna hold ground forever. Yeah, I ended up taking it out of the deck because it cost five, and I want to do other stuff at five. But if it cost four, it would be completely unfair. So it's good that it costs five. Yeah, the, the cost matches what it can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's Master Diversion, Dirt? All right, for two and a white, it's a two-two Human Scout common. Whenever Master of Diversion attacks, tap target creature defending player controls. So he's sort of uh, what is the uh, the soldier that when he attacks. The something paladin? No. I know the one you're saying too. Yeah, it's in the it's in the soldier decks. That I think I have. I don't know if he's in mm-hmm. yours. Yeah, there, there, are, there are other dudes that do this. Yeah. yeah. This guy's a scout though, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> but I saw a master of diversion, and I was not expecting to see a common oh, master of diversion. He must be a rare that does. Oh. Well, master decoy has always been a common. See. Mike, stop stealing cars. Come on, man. Hmm. So, what is... I don't even know. Did we that? Path of Bravery is another one we haven't done. Yeah, that's another new one. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you want to read that? Oh, yes, Mike is me. Yes, you are Mike. Uh, sure. yes. I'm Beard. Uh Path of Bravery, two and a white. It's an enchantment. Uh, as long as your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever one or more creatures you control attacks you gain life equal to the number of attacking creatures. Wow, that's... It's the life gain anthem, which that's... feels very, very white. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad it's a white card. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just saying it, it, feel, it fits... Per, I mean, white is the color that usually gets the anthems. I feel almost like... It's almost surprising to me that this hasn't been done before. At least, you know, the first half of this. And then the second half is, I almost wish they cost it one less. I just left off the second half. So it's like, here's this bonus and you have to figure out how to get to it. And instead, they're like, here's this bonus and we're going to help you get there too. So I'm, it makes it a better card to be sure. Um, it's just, it's going to be kind of frustrating to play against. The fact that you, it triggers on when you attack means you can attack with your guys 
and go ahead and get the bonus right then and there if you're right at your starting life total. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout. Compare that with uh, reconnaissance and just keep swinging and taking back the attack and just keep gaining some life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Brian, you remember that? Uh, you remember that deck you built? It was gust cloak creatures and ninjas. So you yeah. just swing with everybody, untap everyone who got blocked, and then ninja the people who didn't get blocked. Yep. <laughs> I always thought that was really cool. The dust cloak guys love this. Yeah. We're attacking, but we're not really attacking, but yeah. <laughs> I had to step away for a sec. Did you cover charging griffin? Yes. Yes. Okay. And did you cover the dawn strike paladin? Yes. We did. That guy's so good. I yes. played with him in duels. All right. All right. Now I'm all <laughs> up to speed. We hey. like a broken record sometime, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So did we talk about Path of Bravery? Uh, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, Seraph of the Word of uh, the Sword is the next one. Yeah. Oh, the S word. Ooh, the S word. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh. That was the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy with the yeah. not Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take S words for twenty. Anyway, um, so who is who? Whose turn? Whose turn is it? Does it who's? Unlocked. It's my turn, because I'm here now. Get him, baby. Seraph of the Sword. It costs three and white. That's a total of four. It's an angel, it's rare, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. So it's a 3-3 three, three for four. Flying. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to Seraph of the Sword. <coughs> so instead of four specific white for Dawn Elemental, which is prevent all damage that would be dealt to it, you've got some colorless instead, so it's just combat damage. That's still really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can actually cast in a deck that's yeah. not one color. Yeah. Dawn Elemental was so awesome with that chroma enchantment, though. Oh, so <laughs> good. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, Light Within, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives plus one, plus one for each white mana symbol in the mana cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so ballin'. Anyway. This is at least a relevant creature type. Yeah. Is Angel relevant? Well, more so than elemental, I think. Well, well maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. White. Now that you said it out loud. In mm. white. In white, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's good. It's a rare. It's a 3-3 flyer for 4, which means unlimited. It's right on your curve, and you can go ahead and block <coughs> their big guy if they had, like, a 5-5 five five or something. So it's good. Yeah. It's going to be such a pain in the ass, like, at the, the pre-release. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Your X3s, like your your 6.3s and your 5.3s are just going to be like, ah, oh, I can't do it. At least it doesn't have vigilance. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little ridiculous. Hmm. So. So, now what? Now we get Elite. Uh, so we did the whale. Yeah, we did I got whale. picked on for on Monday Night Magic for liking the Elite Arcanist. Why? It's a good know. card. Everyone was like, <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like it. That's because a bunch of goons. Because uh, it dies to removal? It pretty much is so fragile. Yeah. <laughs> so is every creature printed ever, except for Geist of St. Traff, and this is not fair. <laughs> that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So read the, that guy. Somebody. Uh, the Elite Arcanist costs a blue and three for a 1-1 one, one human wizard. And he's rare because when Elite Arcanist enters a battlefield, you may exile an instant card from your hand. Then he has another ability, pay X, tap, copy the exiled card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost, and X is the converted mana cost of the exiled card. Is Brainstorm an instant or a sorcery? It is an instant. Oh, I'm just thinking about something as simple as a, a cancel or a counterspell, something like that. 
Thanks. Lightning man. lightning bolt. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't say Yeah, he's he's basically um Isochron Scepter without the convert and mana cost restriction. And it yeah. doesn't have any restriction on color and you're yeah. paying the mm. the the colorless cost, so mm-hmm. even something like a harrow or a, a cultivate would be bonkers with this. Yeah, you're... it is. It is a one-one for four. That's why it's you know it's a little fragile, but that's because it's a, a lot of upside. I guess the the other downside is you are exiling the card, so if you don't get to untap with it, you kind of two for one, so to speak, uh, or if it gets bounced to your hand or something. But yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's great, but I think it's interesting. It's one of those things where it. It, for me, it's going to be hard to do right because you either put something on it that's, you know, pretty good but not that great and you just try and get the most value out of it or you go for something great and everybody's like, kill it, kill it, kill it. So it has a target on oh, its head. It doesn't even matter what you put. You could put a ponder on it and people are going to be like, kill it! Yeah. Well, a ponder <laughs> is a sorcery, so. Well, you know what I mean, damn it. Yeah, that sort of thing, like a telling time. Yeah. What's the one? Is Reach Through Mists an instant? Uh, Yes. Okay, there you go. That's is that that's the one that's just draw a card, right? Right. Okay. That's what I was going for. I'll edit that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, now who's next? I think Dirk is next. Uh be a, a lush, illusionary armor? No. Not the one before that. The glimpse glimpse the future? Yeah. Yes. Alright. Glimpse the future for two and a blue. It's a uncommon sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Uh, I I, I, I think it's I don't know. <laughs> I, know I it's think it's weird, but I it has it, its ups and it has its downs. I think it's fine as a card. You know, it's it's card selection. Mm-hmm. You're only drawing one. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the art. It's kind of like you've got a naked girl, and it, it's the it's the magician's trick where she's sawed in half, but mm-hmm. it's not in her chest; it's her butt. Well, it is her chest and her butt and her feet. So, uh, is it is it her past and her future? I don't know what she's she's in space. Yeah, I don't she's, understand. She's swimming through space, and these three orbs just zotted her. And but they're from yeah. the future. But they're so from she, the future. Yeah. So she, <laughs> I'd rather glimpse the unthinkable than glimpse the future, apparently. Is this sort of like how uh, Mike Okahara is coming from us from about two weeks ago? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, what, naked what, what I, what I understand <laughs> from like a flavor perspective is you're glimpsing the future, but you're putting two of the cards in your graveyard, so they're not in your future anymore. So that's a little weird. Well, yeah, it's it's got that um, that basically you know multiverse theory branching future thing built into it. Right. And it's because of the Terminator rule that rule that you can't like only flesh can go through, right? Although Terminator Two completely forgot that with the T one thousand because it has no flesh whatsoever. But you know whatever, it was an excuse to get naked guys. Hell yeah, naked Arnold back before he was buh. <laughs> um, and also it's got it's got the um oh no it's got the Heisenberg thing, you know because. You look at the future, so you're automatically going to change something because you're observing it or something. Oh yeah, just by observing it, you're you're going to act differently whether you know it or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a long time to spend on a so illusionary. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a naked chick flying through space that that shot us. The card itself is fine. Yeah, it's it's card selection and card draw. You know, ooh. Yeah. So illusionary armor for four and a blue is an uncommon enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus four, plus four, and when the enchanted creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, you sacrifice the illusionary armor. 
that's that seems expensive. Yeah, in a world where we have spectral flight for one and a blue, I actually feel like illusionary armor is okay for blue creature pump because blue isn't supposed to get all this great stuff. But the fact of the matter is blue has gotten better stuff lately. So this feels like, okay, I'm going to spend five and get plus four, plus four, which is huge. And there's so many ways to lose this to a disenchant or to a ping on the creature or whatever. Yeah, I kept looking back and forth between – this is something that came in my um, booster pack that I got uh, from Duels. And I kept looking back and forth between the text box and the cost, and the text box and the cost, the text box and the cost. And I kept expecting the cost to to fix itself and turn into a blue and two, but it never did. Okay, I, I was thinking three as well, so I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength there, Beardy Man. Yeah. Beardy Man. Yeah. So. The, the thing, though, like I actually um, in duels have played with this and played against it, and very rarely do you actually have something that will ping it. Yes, if you had the ping, then generally you were going to probably, you know, because it's in Jace's deck, mm-hmm. you're going to probably be more worried about killing one of the other creatures than the thing that this is generally on. If like with, you, I always stuck this on the Firefly. It was the, guess- the fairy, the fairy dragonfly thing. I mean, I, it's a decent point, you know. When you if you play this when the opponent is tapped out, or you have reason to believe they don't have any response or anything, you can just use it as a plus four plus four. That uh, it's almost like Blue's version of monstrous growth. And if it's if it sticks like for another turn, then that's just gravy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like four is a whole lot. I just for some reason didn't expect. That it would cost this much. Yeah. I mean, My just, first... just for like reference, I mean, you have unstable mutation for a single blue, which doesn't yeah. get plus four plus four, but and it has a drawback. But uh, I'd rather play that yeah. than than this, I think. Or again, like spectral mm-hmm. flight. Like I was thinking, is there a way to use this? And I'm thinking, put on an invisible stalker or a geist of Saint Traft. And I'm like, but I could spend two and get half of this, and it's that's probably good enough. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. Okay. Next. Looks like it's time. Time mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who's up? Mike, are you up? Sure. Uh, time ebb for two and a blue. It's a sorcery. Uh, put target creature on top of its owner's library. Is this a reprint? Oh, I think yes. that's a reprint. Yeah, I have it. Okay. Yeah, for some reason I thought it cost four originally. And There's an like... instant. There's an instant that does the same thing. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. Um, Ninth edition I... is when most people are going to know it from, but it was first in Tempest. I know I'm I'm gonna save most of this discussion. There's also a portal. I think this is the art from Portal. I know I'm gonna save most oh, of this. Is. Sorry. I know I'm sorry. gonna save most of this discussion for later, but I have to say, on Duels 2014, the single most frustrating deck to play against is the Demir deck. He's mm-hmm. a real jerk. It, it it is it it literally like will piss me off because it's like it's chittering rats into. <laughs> Into evil twin on the chittering rats, into the Vidalkin guy that sends a creature back to the top of your library, into clone the Vidalkin guy, and I'm looking at the top of my library and I'm like, I was playing the um, that might be the coolest sound ever, (laughs) the Oracle of Moldiah deck, and I'm holding the um, I'm holding the primeval titan in my hand and I see that land up there and it's and I'm never ever ever getting to it because <laughs> um because I keep getting 
or it wasn't a land. It was, otherwise I could play it. It was a um, it was a ramping growth, so I could eventually get there. And I'm like, uh, no, I, I hate that deck. I really hate it. But I'll, I'll talk more about that later. Fair enough. So, so yay, time in. Yay, time in. Am I next? I think I don't so. Know if I'm, okay, trained condor. It's a bird. It costs two and a blue, like what illusionary armor should cost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 2-1 with flying for three, and whenever it attacks, another creature you control gains flying until in the turn. Wasn't there some, wasn't there a 2-2 two, two for five? Yeah, or maybe it was a 3-3 three, three for five, and there might have also been a 2-2 two, two for four. Yeah, the ones that cost four and five aren't all that great, but. This is this guy that costs three is great. Yeah, this is, don't underestimate this just because it's a common. You play it, I mean, it's still two power, and then that other huge thing that you got, or the thing that has to get through, maybe it's got some sort of saboteur effect. Mm-hmm. It's flying, so yeah. Yeah, the um uh, the sealed deck I built on duels had several of these guys, and he made me win a lot. That's cool. What what um what did your sealed thing? What was the quality of your sealed thing? Was it um, awesome or was it? After I was done with my like the final version of my deck, the bar still just says average. Oh, I got my one of my packs had a, a ton of um, all my packs had a ton of white things and a day of judgment and and an angel and I it was like it was like poor and then I added in the non creature stuff and it's like. Awesome. And I'm like, cool. I didn't know if like they were all awesome once they had 40 cards and them or not. So no, mine is still average. My first extra booster had another day in it, and I'm like, alrighty then. That's cheating. Yeah. You actually have to buy more slots. Like you have to buy more seal tools. There's after the like, second, after the second one, yeah. Uh, we'll I, get I into thought, that. We'll get into. Yeah, that. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Next card. Next card. Wind or yeah, Wind Reader Sphinx. <coughs> For five and two blue, it's a mythic Sphinx. That's uh, a three seven with flying. Whenever a creature with flying attacks, you may draw a card. Oh wow! It doesn't say you control. Yeah, I actually Holy like crap. I like this better than the new Sharoom. Not Sharoom. Um. Um. Oh yeah. Isperia. Um. Yeah, Isperia. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. But I mean, yeah, this is the first time I've seen that, but I've I've seen the art, but I've never actually seen the card, and that's definitely very impressive. Yeah, I like it. If it's what a three-seven, so it's hard for them to get through, and never a creature with flying if they attack you, if it's your guys, you know, yeah. So and it counts itself, so yeah. It'd be good to to, to partner up with trained condor. <laughs> there you go. Except you won't get the well drop from the. Extra creature that you give flying because it doesn't have flying when as soon when it attacks, oh, okay. so it doesn't go on the. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's, don't right. doubt yourself. Next, the best name in the set with kind of not so great. Well, this is awesome. Okay, I guess I'll Tell read it. it. <laughs> it's called Dark Prophecy. It costs black, black, black. Anything that costs a dark ritual is probably good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a rare it costs, enchantment. It costs <laughs> Whenever a creature you control dies, you draw a card and lose one life. I am all over this. It does not say nay. <laughs> I miss fecundity. Right. <laughs> well, now you can combo out with this and die. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly, that's what I always wanted to do with the Kennedy. I will say that this does not give the advantage to your opponents yes. the way that the Kennedy does. And that, that is worth noting, but this is a lot more specific mana and it's not May. So I could see running this out and somebody's like, Oh, really? This I don't so know. Evolved. Your opponent, your opponent, Mike, might, um, think they're being clever when they're killing creatures and making you lose life, but they're also giving you a bunch of cards. Oh, trust me. I, I understand the value of drawing cards. I know how good Necro is, and I know how good Sign and Blood is, but you might put yourself in a situation where it's not for the best. Like, you might, yeah. it might get beyond your control. Yeah, as, as always, be smart about this. And that's kind of the point of Black, and I'm glad they're able to, to make a new design that finds that aspect again. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this powerful effect... Try not to die. Yeah, instead of all upside. Yeah. Whenever creature control dies, you draw a card and you gain a life, and everybody else loses a life, and, you know, you get a zombie. <laughs> yeah, and nowadays that's printable somehow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Didn't they print what? that? Oh, that's going to be the next, um, you make the card, right? Right. <laughs> that, uh, that's right. <laughs> we didn't really cover that on this show. I don't think so, no. Uh, it wasn't think, my favorite design. I think our recordings were sort of interspersed when it was dead, so... Yeah. Oh, well, next. Now, this is a cool card. Yeah. The uh, the uh, return, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, return. Yeah, this is cool. For a black and two, it's an instant. Choose target creature card in a graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. This is like Undying Evil, but for your opponent's creatures, too. Yeah. That's how I would think of it. And you can just do it whenever. You don't have to yeah. do it right then when the creature dies. No, you just have to do it before the turn's over. Right. Yeah, I like this. It's pr- the art is really cool too. I love the art. Yeah, I've used it. <laughs> <laughs> You've used the art. I'm. What, what, I've used uh-huh? the art. Oh, okay. yes. been there, done You've been that. there, done that. Like, Pulled yeah. the sword out of my back yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I used how, it to. The, the opponent, I was able to, to kill a big giant creature and it just so happened I had a grim return in my hand. And needless to say, when I brought that thing back, he stopped attacking me for a long <laughs> time. And of course, it can also be used on your own creatures, which, you know, how bad does it feel for them where they're like, alright, you got that thing, I really need to take care of it, so I'm gonna use a volcanic hammer, okay, it's got three damage, and now I'm gonna shock it. Woohoo, yes, two for one, but whatever, and I'm like, Grim Return, and they're like, oh, God, frick, mm. So, I'm full of wonderful noises tonight. So, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, because the applications are pretty obvious, but it's really cool. Yeah, there's a reason why it's rare. The next three cards are all, the next, well, two of the next three cards are reprints, and the other one is a vanilla creature. So, these should be pretty quick. Yeah, I don't remember who's up, though. Uh, it's the other Mike. So Mike, sure. Uh, so Liliana's Reaver, uh, two colors. We've already covered that one. Oh, okay. Which one are we looking at then? The Abomination. M- mind rot. Mind rot. Okay. <laughs> Which is mind rot. Which is mind rot. Uh, two two colorless and a black sorcery. Target player discards two cards. Then reprinted a bajillion times. Yeah, why don't you tell us about the, same, yeah. Why don't you tell us about the Abomination? Then. Sure. Uh, Minotaur Abomination. Four colorless, two black. It's a creature zombie Minotaur. And it's vanilla, four six. And kind of terrifying looking. Is it? 
two yeah. creatures. Is it? it it's, it's two creatures because it's got two sets of arms. Yeah. Like, yes, it's two things it's two, popping out of each other. Two minotaurs stapled together. Yes, and being so that a minotaur is often a two-three, this is a four-six. Yeah. <coughs> See what you did there. And this kind of goes along with the new philosophy for black, which is that to distinguish it from red, which is the slightly higher toughness versus power, as we saw with the death cult guy in the last set. So it's a big guy. It's a zombie. (coughs) Well, Mike, why don't you tell us about the next one, too, because it's also a reprint. And this one's much more interesting. Sure. Everyone loves Nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, Five colorless, one black creature, Nightmare Horse. I didn't realize it was a nightmare horse now. Uh, it's flying, and nightmares' power and toughness are each equal to the number of swamps you control. I think it has to be a nightmare because there's a nightmare type that goes with Chainer, Dementia Master. Right, since it's already and, called Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And I and think its creature type was Nightmare like from forever, wasn't it? And now it's yeah, Nightmare it Horse. Oh, it's a Nightmare Horse now. And the flavor text is the old school flavor text. Oh, it is. Oh, wow, you're right. I pay attention. I don't know how I feel about the art. I think the art's pretty cool. I don't know if I really like it better than some of the other art for it. But, I mean, everybody knows I love a nightmare because I've been playing with them. Like, I was playing with them before I had any core lashes. So, yeah. Yeah. I love this art. Yeah, this art is pretty banging. Did we talk about the Shadowborn Apostle and Shadowborn Demon like a million years ago when they were? I don't first? know. I don't know either. I don't know if we did. Yeah, they previewed these a long time ago, but I really don't remember. So we, we want to knock them out real quick. Real quick. Okay. So well, Chewie, you're quick. Okay, Shadowborn play. Apostle for a single black is a common human cleric. Whoa. Yeah, we definitely didn't talk about this because a deck can have any number of cards named Shadowborn Apostle. I completely missed that. Huh. And you can pay a black and sacrifice six creatures named Shadowborn Apostle. Jeez. Search your library for a demon creature card and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Note so. that it can be any demon creature. Right. Mm-hmm. Grizzlebrand! Yeah, say that. Didn't make his way into the Mad Lib this time. So. Uh, for, for a short period of time, um, M14 will be legal at the same time as Innistrad Block. Innistrad Block won't rotate out until Theros Block comes in. So for a short period of time, you will be able to Shadowborn Apostle a Grizzlebrand on the battlefield. Yeah, but then I'm going to feel really bad when I pay seven life and draw seven Shadowborn Apostles. But then you can get <laughs> another Grizzlebrand. Oh. <laughs> well, but then, thanks to the new rules change, I can just sack the old one. Yeah. <laughs> so you can attack with him and then play the new one and get rid of the old one so he has almost vigilance. Well, yeah, it's just like having vigilance, except you turned through <laughs> 20 cards. <laughs> so, what's the next card? <laughs> the best card ever. Um, the next card, I'll just say, is the Shadowborn Demon, who goes with the Apostle, because his head is shaped like the Shadowborn Apostle staff. For some Whoa, reason. it is. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you didn't realize that? I did not realize that. I kept seeing Nazgul, so... I, I, didn't. I didn't realize that until just uh, 30 seconds ago. No but, um So for two black and three, he's a mythic 5-6 demon with flying. And when he enters the battlefield, destroy target non-demon creature. So the drawback for this guy is... At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are fewer than six creature cards in your graveyard, sacrifice a creature. 
See, for five mana, I realize you're, if you play it too early, you're gonna be sacking creatures, but it's still pretty good. It really almost makes jumping through all the hoops of the apostle. Like, if Shadowborn Apostle said, like, tap, or, or black, sacrifice this creature and, you know, five more human clerics, maybe. That's one thing, but no, they have to be Shadowborn Apostles. It really feels so hard to do mm-hmm. that I'm just like, eh, to blow up one guy and get a guy that you you immediately negate the upkeep problem, but yeah, I think I'd almost just rather play this guy and just keep sacking things, other things. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I still like him, though. So can I do a quick story involving him and the Apostles? Sure. So on duels, obviously, um, there's a challenge where you have to do this exact same thing happens where the the AI plays the apostles and they play the the demon. It's an an encounter, not a challenge. And they they play clones of the apostles, which is kind of funny. But uh, in it, I was playing the, the sliver deck, the new one. I had unlocked it. I had, and I was trying, I was shooting for the achievement hunt to, you know, unlock a card or play all the decks and win with it. Uh-huh. And so when I did, <clears throat> I got to the point where I was able to, to shock one so that he couldn't get it out, uh, fast enough. And then by the time it was done, I had burned through about, tw- I only had about 20 cards left in the deck. And in the process of it, I killed the demon and the AI stopped playing Apostles because the AI, I guess the game recognizes that at some point when you have the kill and you just sort of not do the kill, the AI just goes, uh, go. It and does so, have problems with that sometimes. And so I literally played, I went about 20 turns and didn't uh, kill him and I was able to uh, pull the achievement where you get six slivers of different types out. Hmm. I had the win condition easily, and uh, you were going for the achievement. Yeah, I was shooting for the achievement uh, at that point. But yeah, I I thought it was funny that there was a point where you know he easily could have been playing these apostles every turn, and I was going to let him. But at some point, he decided the AI just decided, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and let you burn through your deck. I Derek, call it- Derek, I, I I did the same thing uh, against. That deck, and I, I I stalled the game out until I could get the 17 land achievement, the 20 land, um, and, and the 20 land persona. <laughs> I uh, I apologize. Earlier I misspoke. I said that it played this thing and clones of this thing, and I was thinking of the Master Biomancer encounter. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I got when I was playing against both of these, I got pretty lucky. I, I beat both of these on the first try. The Master Biomancer one was a little tighter, though. It was like, yeah, come on, removal spell. Come on, removal spell. Oh, there's a removal spell. Okay, kill. and swing, and it got to the point where they had to block. So, whew. but yeah, this one I never. They never played a demon against me. They just they were just playing out the apostles, and I would always kill like the fourth one. So. Yeah. Something about the Biomancer encounter was bugged because there was one match, there was one game against it that I lost, and then after I lost, I got the persona for attacking with a copy of a creature. But when I totally did not do that. So I don't know what happened there. The most frustrating encounter for me, no, it wasn't an encounter, it was a challenge. The most in- frustrating challenge for me so far has been the prison one, where you had to break out of the prison. Yeah. No, was that yeah, was that nine, an encounter? Yeah, that's an encounter. That was an encounter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that pissed me off a lot. <laughs> pissed me off probably enough, so much until I met the Demir Deck guy, and then I'm like, I hate you more. <laughs> All right, so getting back to magic. Yes. We're talking we are about magic, talking about magic just not so one that we, you can participate in. Exactly. We, we are now to the focus of contention in the magic community. Because the magic community is a bunch of dumbasses. It's true. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to read... I'm going to read part of it. So it's Chandra Pyromaster. She costs two red red, and she starts with four loyalty. Mike, go. Just like Koth. Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, wait. Does he start with three? I think he starts with three. Oh. I'm going to look it up. I'll keep going. Um, um, yeah, he starts with three. Awesome. Better than Koth. Uh, start with three. Plus one. Chandra Pyromancer deals one damage to target player and one damage to up to one target creature that player controls. That creature can't block this turn. So that's, that's pretty good, useful. right? Yeah, yeah okay. that's, that's very useful. Uh, Brian, read the next one. Pay zero. Loyalty. Exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. You don't have to play it immediately. Like, so many people are like, what if you get a land after you play the land? Oh, well, maybe you should activate this first and <laughs> see what it turns up, you know. But what if you get up something that you need another land to play? Well, then you play it later this turn. Uh, so anyway, it's red card draw. Sort of, yeah, it's red. It's as close as red gets without, you know, discarding. Yeah. So, seems pretty good. Yeah. Dirk. Wait, wait, no, Chewie's the one calling it out, so never mind. Oh, I was going to say, Mike, limit break. Oh, me, Mike. Okay, uh, minus seven loyalty, exile the top ten cards of your library, choose an instant or sorcery, like Flame Wave, uh, card exiled this way, and copy <laughs> it three times. You may cast the copies without paying their mana costs. So... Kablam. Yeah, that's Double good, fork. right? Yeah. A fork in each hand. So, all of these abilities are, like, at the very worst, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is wrong with people? People are <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry. I think it's because they don't, um, they don't go together as well as the abilities on some other planeswalkers. I, I think that's the main thing. Also, no, I, I think, also, I think maybe because of the hype, people were expecting something Ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, like, uh, mind sculptor level Chandra here, you know, like Chandra covered in olive oil. I wasn't expecting to see that. <laughs> but, 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 but this is good. But I also admit that when I saw it, I was like, oh. And I think part of it is the art. It's not a very, I've seen much better Chandra art in, in tons of other places. She actually has hair in this one. She's yeah. She's still on fire. I have to, the, the more people that are like, this is terrible, like, without giving any reasons, the more I've gone from, like, I think this card is okay, to actually the more people say that, the more I get pissed off, and I'm like, this card is great. And then I'm like, <laughs> well, um, it probably didn't help that, like, in the article for this card, like, the second person posting was like, oh, I think this card is okay, but I don't think it's going to see play anywhere. That second ability is pretty good, but you really need some sort of library manipulation, and then edit, like they came back to it later, and like, edit, just realize that it didn't say without paying its mana cost on the second ability, this card is now worthless, and I'm like, alright, first of all, you thought it wasn't going to see play, you thought it wasn't going to see play when when it said, when you thought it said for free, which by the way is stupid broken, and not at all something that Red would do, and and so that completely invalidates everything else you've told me because you're already saying at that stupid broken level it's not going to see play, and it's still really good. I I went on to MTG Salvation 
because I don't get, I don't go there for previews because sometimes they, you know, they preview things and they're wrong or whatever, but there are a ton of people on those forums and I usually get a good sense of opinion from there. And so many people, oh, this is terrible. Oh, I just reread that second bar. It's not free. It's even worse than I thought. I'm like, I'm going to kill you all. I'm going to hunt you in the night and, and kill you. <laughs> but that first ability is pretty, it's like this, this thing puts Chandra Nalar, the original one, to shame because her plus one was like ping, ping a, a player. Guy, ping a player. Yeah. And she costs another mana. Um, and had either the same loyalty or maybe one more starting loyalty. And then two, two more. And then um two more. Wow. Well that's at least pretty good. But but still to actually damage a creature you had to remove loyalty. So this this isn't too bad. And then the whole red card draw thing, semi card draw, is really good. So I I think this is pretty strong. Yes. I don't know if like, my first thought on Monday That Magic last night was that this is easily the best Chandra they printed. Oh, clearly. Chandra Nalara was was good, but she's a first attempt, so... Yeah. Chandra That's, Ablaze was bizarre. Yeah. Like, she was so built around me. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she had to have a deck. And Sh- yeah. what was the last Chandra called? Chandra... Chandra Firebrand. Firebrand. Firebrand was... Was good, but she was a little too niche, it seems. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah it, like, she, she read like she should have been a lot better, but. Exactly. I, saw, I only, I saw her played online with Soren's Vengeance, and that's it. Like, if I saw Chandra, I saw Sora's Vengeance. Well, that, that's, that's where it was played. Um, this to me actually seems like, seems really, in a vacuum, it seems pretty good. Now, last year we talked about, Ajani, uh, Caller of the Pride, and I was like, oh, that card's awesome. And it's still a good card, it just doesn't, it hasn't really had a deck, you know, so that's why it's not like crazy good. So I don't, I'm not gonna go so far to say that Pyromaster is gonna go in every red deck. I don't think it goes in every red deck, but the abilities all seem solid. And that last ability, people are like, well, maybe if you splash blue or whatever, I'm like, well, maybe if you play burn. <laughs> Because it's ten, ten, ten cards. You're so gonna you're going to find something. And it's three copies. So even if you get, like, a shock, then that's that's pretty bad. But that's, that's six damage. And that's, like, the least you're ever going to get. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody's like, wow, you know, this is so bad for control. I'm like, well, maybe it's not for control. But I think people associate Planeswalkers with control barrels. Thanks well, to yeah. Tomio and Jason, Liliana and those sorts of things. So, uh, my analysis is this is pretty good. I don't know if it has a place to go right now, but it's a pretty good card. And anybody that just says, just off the, just, oh, it's terrible. And these are terrible abilities. Just, I'm, I'm just not going to pay attention to them because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, a fun I, one, a fun one that? this would go with is Warp World. Uh, no, Warp World does not get Planeswalkers. What was it that you get extra turns in red, or what was it? Uh, Final Fortune? I'm not sure. I was just thinking that <laughs> You because... don't want extra copies of Final Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> you lose the game three times. Well, no, because of the, 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 the you get to cast it three times, just whatever it is that allows you to take extra turns, you essentially get three extra turns. Yeah, like so. Time Warp or whatever, yeah, in blue. There's not a whole lot of that in red. Time Warp, that's, that's what it was. There's no well, that you know, because it's a big some... thing, so. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. 
I think she'll she'll find a home in a deck that wants to play like a creature based mid range deck, like because she can knock blockers out of the way. And that, that, yeah. whole, that whole pant threaten thing, not, <laughs> but that that uh, whole mugging. mugging, that's pretty good. Don't just think, oh, I can't kill it because now you're getting past it. Yeah, yeah. you're. It, it doesn't even matter if it's alive or not because it it can't stand in the way anyway. Yeah. And uh, and I think when there's no uh, creatures in the way or you're not looking to attack, then she gets you another card to play. I I don't see how this is bad. I don't think it's controlly. It isn't. It's not bad at all. And I don't. I think it costs too much to be aggroy. Because yeah. I guess be, maybe if it, it could be a top, top of her. Curve. Yeah. I'm also going to go and punch everybody that said this should both cost one less. Because no, not not with four loyalty. And there were several people saying that first one should be a shock. And I'm like, no, it's repeatable burn. It's already me. How frustrating is it going to be when you've got like a couple little dudes out there and somebody plays it and like everything you play, you have to at least be thinking it's going to have to be able to take at least one damage from this one thing every turn. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want it to be a shock. Just just trust. Trust me, guys. Just well, I mean, you want it to be a shock, but, that's but you really don't. Bad at this game. You yeah. really, no, you really don't. But you want it to be a lightning bolt is what you want it. Yeah, or lightning <laughs> helix. Yeah. Some some people actually said they really should have given lightning bolt to Chandra instead of Ralzeric, and I'm like apples and kumquats. You know. So. I'm sorry. <sighs> I forgot to lock my avocado. Have you met my firstborn son? I hate that commercial so much. Okay. So and there's also a reason why the lightning bolt on Ralzeric is minus two and Chandra's ability here is plus one. Yeah. That shows you the difference in power level between the two. Yeah. And again, I just want to point out with the minus with, with the with the zero ability, you have to use it that turn, but you don't have to do, use it immediately. So you should always do it first. Thing, I promise. After your upkeep, when you go into your main phase, if you're gonna use the zero, use the zero. And yes, you can get like combat tricks and stuff. And it doesn't say you have to play it, you know, at sorcery speed or whatever, you know. So, uh, don't be dumb. Uh, I think the next thing is the marauding mallhorn. Yeah, it is. But I do want to make note of how. So much better the art on Goblin Diplomats is over the um, promo version. I don't know. I kind of like. I kind of. Yes. I, I like this one, and I like that one Goblin just pointing his butt, going so matter of fact, like. Right <laughs> That's there. what makes it for me. The Goblin on the left just pointing at <laughs> with a serious I, look on his face. <laughs> when you say when you say so much better, I, I really don't dislike either one. For me, it's not like it's not like Ryu say. Where one is just so much better than the other one, I hate it so much. It's not this wide variance. I just like both. I think this one I is. Say on purpose because you know I like the promo better. <laughs> no, just because oh, I. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, I'm dude. sorry. I, I think I forgot. I didn't when actually I see know this that. art. I think of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. two French guys on. You have to love the uh, the flavor text at the bottom. When you need to convey that special kind of message. <laughs> you know, I hadn't noticed the look on the butt-pointing goblin's face. That makes it so much better. You're not even wrong. That that's pretty that's pretty great. 
<laughs> I, I do I do like the card too because it's gonna mess people up. Oh know? yeah. Okay, so moving on. Okay. Do we do we talk about lightning talons? It was in the pack of cards that I opened from duels. Oh right, right, okay. So we've got a this thing. Who's up? I don't even know. Somebody read I this. I don't even know. Ryan's Mike. Started. Dirk. Dirk didn't talk about Chandra. So oh, there we go. Dirk. Okay. Marauding uh, Malhorn. For two and two red, it's a 5-3 beast. That's a common. Uh, whenever Marauding Malhorn attacks, each combat... Wait a minute. Or attacks each word. combat... Yeah. Marauding Malhorn attacks each combat, if able, unless you control a creature named Advocate of the Beast. That's weird. So essentially, it's it has to attack every turn unless... And I don't know if we've actually seen that card yet. It's yeah, in it's, the grain. Yeah, uh, there it is, found it. Yeah, let's go read it real quick. Yeah. Alright. Advocate of the Beast. For two and a green, it's a 2-3 elf shaman that's also common. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on target beast creature you control. Whoa. It is the end step. So, turn to 3-3 three, three beast for two. Turn two, turn three, well that, yeah, turn three, blah, blah, blah. turn two, play the, play the beast, turn three, play that guy, get a four, four. Yay. Oh, that's, 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 that's not fair. bad at all, actually. Huh. See, I, I kinda, I like the cards that reference each other. And we'll get to another set of those later today, and wahaha. But I like, it, it's great from a flavor perspective. And, you know, it's that one guy that's holding this thing back, and when he's not there, it just goes crazy. It's like Kukus and the Keeper of Kukus. Mm-hmm. You're a Kukus. Hmm. Hey, Mike, shut up. He hasn't been saying a whole lot. I know, it's it's weird. So I'll tell you what, it's, I'll it's talk the about... Dolphins. I blame the dolphins. I'll, I'll, talk, <laughs> I'll talk about the Rathkin Firecat, because it's really easy, and then Mike can tell us about the the next one. Uh, with the art that looks like a demon. So, Rathgen Firecat. For two and a red, it's a 4-1 elemental cat. It's Did like a... birth already? Yes. Okay. Like a long time ago. Yeah, it was, okay. long, it was a long time ago. Um, so, it's like a lightning elemental for one less that doesn't have haste. That's pretty much all I, all I need to say about it. It's a common. And it's also Regothan. So don't listen to Brian. If you're trying to, if you're trying to Regothan. find this card, you're not gonna find it. Regothan. Ronald Regothan. <laughs> It's a Republican. Um, it is a lightning elemental that's one cheaper without haste. That's dumb. The whole point of lightning elemental is that it has haste and costs four. Well, this, it's okay, bad. well, think of it this way. This is a lightning elemental that comes down a turn earlier. So the next turn, you pay nothing, and it gains haste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lightning elemental for free. That's awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> it's got pre-echo. Whoa. <laughs> Mega <And> haste. <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you tell us... Shut the that? hell up. You're calling. What the... Mike, I'm going to set it back for Please, please tell us about the next thing, please. Sure. Uh, Scourge of Volcus. It's uh, two and three red. It's a mythic dragon. Four, four. It has flying, and whenever Scourge of Volcus or another dragon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals X damage to target creature or player, where X is the number of dragons you control, and it also has fire breathing. I I get a little, I don't know, um, I'm happy whenever I see a dragon that actually has fire breathing, because not so many dragons these days actually have fire breathing, so yay, dragons that breathe fire the way they're supposed to. <laughs> Maybe they have indigestion. Who's that dragon from 
is it Innistrad block where whenever a drag you hit somebody with a dragon, you get another dragon token? But Vara Hellkite, whenever you attack with a dragon, you get a dragon token. Attack? Okay, he and Scourge of Valkus are now Facebook friends. Yeah. They are BFs, F-O-M-G, B-B-F, uh, whatever. <laughs> I like that actually, BFFs, OMG. <laughs> I don't speak teenage girl on the internet. <laughs> My lawyers advise me to say that. Um, But yeah, this That's guy, weird. this guy's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even something as simple as having him out and playing some other dragon, then you get to shock something. What? Yeah. Like, just the simple thing is crazy. I think the only thing that keeps it in, tre- in check is that it is a 4-4, which is fine. It's a 4-4 flyer for 5, so that's already pretty good. But it's not the biggest dragon. Dragons usually start at, like, 5-5. Five, five. So yeah. that's... It's and, probably why I needed fire breathing. I mean. And when it comes in, <laughs> it's going to ping one thing, unless you're playing, like, you know, changelings and things. To have, to have things lower on the curve. Yes, I just built a deck for you. Hell yeah, uh, Dragon Whelp. Uh, so, but, and in Limited, this is great, but you're not going to get lots of dragons. So. Uh, yeah, he'll probably be your only dragon. Yeah. But hey. Dragon. There's going to be that guy that gets one of these and a foil one of these, and he's going to be like, mwahaha, bounce it, sure. The rest of his red sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that does that does make me wonder how many or what other dragons will be in this set because if you've got something like that in this, there's got to be at least one or two other dragons. I mean, they could do like dragon whelp, dragon fledgling dragon, furnace whelp, furnace whelp, you know those sorts of things. That's positive. All, All right. right. What is it you said, Mike? That that's that's why he needed fire breathing because he's not the biggest guy because he was insecure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I'm only a 4-4. Shut up, man. Look at the 4-4. Shut up. That was my fire-breathing sound. Did you like that? <laughs> Have we talked... We talked about Gary last week. Have we talked about Enlarge? I I feel like we did. I don't... I'm pretty sure I would have made horrible jokes about the name, and I don't remember making any. Yeah, some of these, I think you, you feel like we talked about them because you've played them a million times on duels already. Maybe. That, that could be it. And look at the kitty! Oh my god, it's a kitty. This, this <laughs> art tricked me out, and I was like, what is going on? And then I saw the Marfolk, and I realized the giant cat is going fishing, and he's like, stealing cat will eat you. <laughs> oh, he's watching Marfolk masturbate. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so enlarge. Yes. Cost three. And yes, so everybody out there, take what you already know about fish and make it even grosser. <laughs> enlarge costs two and two, three on nothing. Ugh, man. Costs three colors and two green. It's a sorcery, which is important. It's not a combat trick. It's an uncommon. Target creature gets plus seven, plus seven, and gains trample until end of turn. It must be blocked this turn if able. I saw somebody post on the forum saying, this is not our forums on another forum saying, this is strictly worse than Might of Oaks. And I'm like, don't use strictly worse. Second of all, Might of Oaks didn't say anything about trample or semi-lure or whatever. So, no. Something like this I like because it gives your opponent a bad choice. Yeah. Like, they can throw something little in front of it that's going to die and then... Take, you know, five or six or seven or whatever, or they can throw 
a couple of things in front of it to try to kill it and hope you don't have a second trick and lose all those guys or it's just there's no good way around this really and you can and you can wait until it's the opportune time like maybe they just attack with all their other guys and then they played their big bomb and they're like ha 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 and you're like all right well (laughs) here we go it's effectively creature removal and you're going to take some damage so sorry you chose now to play your scourge of Vulcus. uh 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 yeah my mana elf is an 8-8 with trample. Block it. How <laughs> you like them apples? They're big giant kitties <laughs> or something. I like it. I like it a lot. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are uh, Next is Hunt. Hunt the Weak. Yeah, okay, Dark, you should read that. Hunt the Weak. For three and a green, it's a common sorcery. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Then that creature fights target creature you don't control. That's for three more mana than a prey upon. You get put a plus one plus one counter on it first, but that can be a big difference. Yeah, that's a lot. So really, that's yeah, uh, hmm. I I like it. It's it's creature pump with creature kill in green. So yeah. you take what was a stalemate and you go not anymore. Mm-hmm. I I. I got two of these in my sealed pool for duels, and they both... I got, like, three, and I put two of them in. And... In my green-white deck, and they were never a dead draw, ever. You'd think they would be when I had an empty board, and somehow it still wasn't even a problem. Nice. He who so. hesitates is lunch. <laughs> it's good. Nom. Yeah. It, it, with Hunt <laughs> and Enlarge, it does seem that green has shifted more. Not It's the fact that they get bigger, but also that... They are intimidating or doing something where they're, they're <coughs> luring the creature to fight them. And that, I think that's an interesting shift that they've been making. It's Green's version of, um, of the Goblin Diplomats. Hello! <laughs> and also, I've still got it in front of me here from my, um, scavenging ooze pack. It was also Giant Growth. So we know Giant Growth, even though it's not an official spoiler yet, is in the set. And, we didn't have Giant Growth in the last one or two core sets, so Giant Growth is overlooked a lot because it's been printed so much, but it is pretty good for what it is. Plus three, plus three. It's pretty good, so... And it's cheap enough, you can always go take my Mana Dork, uh, Giant Growth it, then Hunt the Weak, kill your dragon. Ha <laughs> ha Sorry you chose now to play your Scourge about this. <laughs> Joker. He is weak. He is weak. Um, <laughs> nom, no, okay, enough of that. Uh, do we do the next one into the wilds? Not yet. Oh, who's? I don't even think it matters anymore. Nope. Who wants to read into the wilds? Into the wilds is a rare enchantment for a green and three. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield. It doesn't have the word tapped. It doesn't have the word tapped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. that. That's important. That is very important. Yeah, it's good. basically like, do you like Oracle of Moldiah? We know you like Oracle of Moldiah, so here you go. And look, it's even got a Moldiah proverb in the uh, flavor text. It does. Huh. So, yeah, that's good. I like it. I, it, I like it a lot. Yeah. I wonder if I deck. still have that land deck put together. Maybe part way. Maybe not completely anymore. I don't even know. That deck was terrible. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. Oh, it was. Oh, well. What's next? 
Oh, the, the big ass, big ass. Colonian Hydra. Is Colonian something we've seen before? Yeah, the, like the Colonian Behemoth way back in the day. That nine nine was was a shroud. Shroud. Yeah. Gotcha. Was it nine nine? Nine nine. Yeah. Damn, I'm good. And uh, and I think there one of the rings was a ring of Colonia. Yeah, yeah. And there's the so, Tuscan right next to it. Okay. Yeah, so that means Colonia is a region of Chandelar. 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 Okay, Colonian Hydra. This trips me out. It's a Hydra, but it doesn't have X anywhere on the card. Thank goodness. Um, it's, for me, it's just like, wah, wah. I, they've done them before. This isn't the first one, but uh, it's just kind of rare to not see it. So three and two green. It is, it's still a zero zero. Um, gotta have that. And it's got built in trample. That's awesome. Next card. What, but, you don't want a zero zero with trample for five? That sounds That's awesome. Awesome. And <laughs> it actually enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it, which is good. And then whenever it attacks, not so many of these things, like whenever this attacks, it doesn't even have to deal damage to the opponent, but whenever it attacks, Double the number of plus one plus one plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. So you have to have other creatures with plus. You don't have to have any because this thing has its own. You attack and it's an eight eight. Sweet um, mother of crap! I didn't. I read <laughs> double the number of plus one plus one counters on this. On um, no, it's on each creature you control. Sweet mother of crap! <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Play Colonian Hydra. What the hell? It's crazy. <laughs> Play Colonian Hydra. Untap. Play, um, Hunt the Weak. (laughs) (laughs) Either get Hydra into basically a 10-10 when you attack, or you can give something else that you control a plus one plus one counter, which will then be two plus one plus one counters. I'm sorry, Simic. That's all I'm gonna say. Why are you sorry for the Simic? Because of the evolution counters. Why are you sorry? That's awesome. No, that's what I mean is that all you have to do is attack with this thing, and suddenly Evolve gets way out of hand. Oh. Yeah, I just don't think you should be apologizing. I think you should be laughing. You should be laughing like Dr. Wiley maniacally. Like, (laughs) ah, ah, ah. The apologizing wasn't a, a, oh, it was a, I'm sorry, if, if or when I decide to build that, if I get this card, he will be going in that deck. And I will be apologizing for me whenever, you know, my creatures come across and they just beat the holy dog out of you. It's not even the holy dog. <laughs> you used to say beat, beat the living dog or beat something. It was on one of the, um, one of the remixes that somebody sent us. Uh, beat the dog. Now it's a holy dog, huh? That's even worse. That is worse, um, yeah. But I do like, it's not even the plus one plus one counters on other attacking creatures you control. It's all your creatures. So you can just attack with this. And all your other guys, if they're like standing back, still get bigger. So you get to double the size of your wall of hats. Hell yeah, wall of hats! <laughs> is it bad that I can't remember what that card's real name is? Viggy and Hydropon. Because only Mike oh, yeah. can pronounce it. We should probably keep going, but I really do like this card. Well, what's something that's funny is that we're thinking of plus one plus one kind of. If something has negative one, negative one, negative one counters or something like that on there, this doesn't affect them. Correct. It, it only, it only affects plus well, one plus one counters. And and so there's no confusion about it not affecting loyalty counters, I think. Yeah, or or any other count, uh, counters. Well, be like a... 
I think if I think if it said you know double the number of counters on all creatures you control, yes, the Johnny part of me would go wee, but that that would be so ripe for abuse. Javelin encounters. Love my javelin encounters. (laughs) Here, are you talking about the card? I think you are. I think there's only one card with javelin encounters. Vacation javelinier. Javelinier. Here, you can hold two sticks now. (laughs) <laughs> what sort of uh, serrated arrows just uses uh, minus one, minus one counters, right? I think they're arrowhead counters. Yeah, at least they used to be. Arrowhead counters. But, but when they're actually on the creature. Yeah, they're minus one, minus one counters. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Wow. Um, it's so. a sliver, but it wasn't introduced with some of the others we saw. So mana weft sliver for one and a green as an uncommon uh, gem height sliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a 1-1 one, one sliver. Sliver creatures you control have tap. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Not sure why it's an unc- I, I'm sure it's an uncommon for limited yeah, reasons, like for sealed reasons. I'm just surprised it's uncommon and predatory sliver is a common. I would almost expect that to be reversed. but Well, predatory sliver is a more basic effect here. Yeah. I mean, I realize it's an anthem, but um, for a sliver deck... Being able to use any color of mana is really, really powerful. It's more true. So, more so than for other t- kinds of decks. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And if I remember correctly, people have been writing that um, even though so far we've only seen white, red, and green slivers, they do show up at some higher rarities in um, blue Mark, and black. That's just how they wanted to Mark, balance them. Mark Rosewater answered a question about that and gave mm-hmm. just the answer you just described. So that's where you heard it from. So it came from the man himself. So there will be blue and black ones at higher rarities. <coughs> Maybe we'll, they'll give flying and death touch. <gasps> That'd and be all. Necro. Potence. <laughs> necro potence. All slivers have necro potence. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a returning keyword for M14. <laughs> Are you ready to rumble? Rumbling Baloth. For two and two green, it's a four four beast. It's common. It's common. It's a four four for four with no other abilities. Uh, it's a beast, so the advocate of the beast is like, whoa. Is Brian for done some, three in a row now? I think so. For some reason, I saw five up in the corner of Rumbling Baloth. Oh, I no, did I do three in? Wow, I did three in a row without even thinking about it. You guys got to stop me from talking. Somebody else say something. Something. Rumbling Baloth. <laughs> Too late. Yes. Somebody say Spore Mound. Wait, did we do Savage Summoning? Yes. Last really? time. I don't think yes. We, did. we didn't do Mana Swift. I promise mana with you. Mana Sliver. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Where have you been, Dirk? Apparently I was dozed off for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> we talked about Savage Summoning last time. Really? Okay. I don't remember that at all. Alright, somebody talk right about there. Savage Summoning. Okay, I'll talk about Savage Summoning since I don't remember it. So it's no, a single green... It's, no, you won't. It's a single green for a rare instant. It can't be countered. The next creature card you cast this turn can be cast as though it had flash. That spell can't be countered. And that creature enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. So it's an overmaster and a, a quicken and a flash and a floor That's wax. That's for one green. <laughs> that is a lot for a single green. Are you sure we're talking about this? I thought we did, but, you know... Now that we're talking about it, I don't know. Maybe I just talked about it with other people. I do like the fact that whereas Overmaster and, and 
uh, overwhelming instinct and etc. Those cycles of cards didn't always have application because you didn't always play against counter spells. You're always gonna get a plus one plus one counter on this creature, so it's pretty much never a dead card. Yeah, and the fact that it gives your creature flash helps too. Yes. Yay, scout's warning. That's the one. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I just that's a lot for a single green, like Mike said, and it's it's pretty good. Un- unlike all the others, this one doesn't also draw you a card because uh, it does so because it does so much other stuff. Yeah, it would it would not really be right to include the magic words. No pun intended. <laughs> oh no, there's no pun there. That they're actually the magic words. Hmm. Oh well. So the next card. Ah. Ah. His spore mound. And for three and two green, it's a three three fungus. And it's common, which concerns me. Yeah. Because whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a one one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. Hey, it doesn't have landfall. Even though it has landfall. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Oh wait, landfall was a uh that was an ability a, word, wasn't it? An ability word, yeah. Okay, so they don't have to put it on there. <laughs> right, yeah. Is so there anything in the set that has that has landfall on it as a text? No. Nah. No. So yeah, they had to do it because it's an intro set. Yeah, they didn't want to throw that out there to confuse people. What the hell is landfall? Shut up. Yes, since it's not a major theme, they're not going to confuse things by putting exactly. it. Exactly. But get a sap, and he's already a 3-3. Three, three. Sure, he costs 5, but get a sap. That's, it's that's pretty, pretty good. good. It does cost 5. <coughs> Played with this guy on the duels deck in um, well, the Moldiah duels deck, and he's Good all the time. At least in standard, you won't be able to play him and then pop your um, quest for, for two lands and go wah ha 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 ha. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. Yeah, but no, I mean it, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see a um, Saffroling <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, um, I've seen the question asked several times on the internet since Spormound was first uh, revealed unofficially. But yeah, if if you have um. Spore Mound and Life and Limb out at the same time, and you play a land, unless you can kill one of them, you're going to draw the game in an infinite loop. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. How, what, what does Life and Limb say? Life and Limb says all forests are sapling creatures and all saplings are forest lands at the same time. Oh, so it says, hey, go get, you know, you get a token, and then like, the hey, you get a land. a land. Hey, you got a land. Hey, you got a land. Hey, guess what? Uh-oh. I don't know if you You're do this, my peanut butter. you got a land. <laughs> you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> got your fungus in my peanut butter. That's kind of gross. <laughs> I think my doctor told me I had that one time. Oh, give me some of that clotramazole. <laughs> Ooh, got the good stuff. Right, right. So anyway, yeah, that's that's important. Don't do that. Have we talked about the Vastwood Hydra? Is that a reprint? reprint? I think it is a reprint. It's It's really weird to see two Hydras in this set. Well, this one's a rare, the other one's a mythic. This one has an X. Ha, ha, ha. Still, (laughs) hardly ever see two Hydras at the same time. Yeah, that's... Oh, no, there was no Vastwood Hydra. Really? 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 I searched for Vastwood, and I have Orin Reef, Animist, Gorger... Zendikon and Vines of. Yeah. Well, then I guess that means we talked about it already. 
It'll, yeah, I think if we, if we might, all think it's a reprint. <laughs> oh, I was just looking at the article. I haven't even read it yet. What does it do? Da, 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 da. Uh, I don't know. Oh, right. let's let's read it real quick anyway. Hey, Mike, it's been a while since you read one. Sure, it's Vastwood Hydra. It's uh, X and two green. It is a rare Hydra, zero, zero. Vastwood Hydra enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, like many Hydras. Uh, when Vastwood Hydra dies, you may distribute a number of plus one plus one counters equal to the number of plus one plus one counters on Vastwood Hydra among any number of creatures you control. That's a mouthful. Yeah. It's kind of like modular, I guess, right? It's, it's, Except it's, for non-artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. And see, when you say that, it makes me think that we talked about it, because that sounds really familiar. But, yeah, I, I think mean, we brought up Mr. Baby Cakes, if we did talk about it. Maybe. I don't um, I don't remember that conversation. Okay, maybe Hey, not. look, this Hydra likes the other Hydra. Yeah, you do. Hey, buddies. A lot of Hydras have the ability to grow heads later. This one does not. So it's not one that you just want to run out there early. Yeah, I think we did talk about this because we talked about passing out Hydra heads, and I think Dirk mentioned, you know, putting a Hydra head on each hand like, you know, the Hulk hands and running around like that. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do remember this now, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like we could forget. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. See, listeners, we actually don't pay any attention to the things we say. <laughs> the next week, I'm a listener and like, I don't pay attention to what you guys say, so I, I guess that's, next, that's on me too. <laughs> next week we're going to be like, so the new Chandra. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves her, and I don't know why. She's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Just the worst. Oh, man. Who wants to read this behemoth? I do, but I've gone already, so somebody else. I'll read him. Woodborn behemoth. For three and two green, it's a four-four elemental. That's uncommon. As long as you control eight or more lands, Woodborn Behemoth gets plus four, plus four, and has trample. Huh. I mean, you're already more than halfway there when you yeah. play. Sometimes when I'm playing duels, some of the cards kind of because I'm not used to them all. They kind of look to a lot alike, especially the beasts. And I had this thing in my hand. And I had been, you know, it's the Oracle Dexo, which I've been playing a lot of, in case you can't tell, and uh, I've got like a million lands, and I thought it was the Rumbling Bailoff. So I'm like, oh, I'll just play this, and it'll be a 4-4, so it'll, whatever, I play it, and it's like 8-8, eight, eight. I'm like, that's cool. I'll put Eldrazi Conscription on it. Woo! <laughs> that was good. I won that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a 4-4 four, four for 5 is already not bad at all. And then it's that sort of, you know, if you get there, great. And oh, you play a seventh it. land with this thing on the board, and your opponent's going to start twitching. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, God. And every time <laughs> you draw a card, they're going to go. <sighs> <laughs> and that's one of the, it, this is one of those things where if you draw a card that's a land, then great. You're closer to, to getting this supersized. And if you draw a, a spell that's not a land... Great, you just didn't top deck a land, so good for you. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be like, it'll be almost like being back in Zendikar again, where yes. you're like, come on, land, 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 yes. And that, Screw and, that, you. and that makes, anything that makes drawing lands exciting is good in my book. Yeah. That was one of the big successes of Zendikar block. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn it, I didn't top deck a land, uh. <laughs> It does make getting mana screwed that much worse, but mana screw already sucks. Yeah. Oh, hate that something about the ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guardian of the ages. That's is, what that, it was. is that special something? 
this, this is really interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know. This. I don't know what I think about it yet. Um, it costs seven for a seven-seven rare golem. It has defender. Uh, when a when a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, if Guardian of the Ages has defender, it loses defender and gains trample. And it doesn't have to. Something doesn't have to hit you or your planeswalker. Yeah, they just have to attack. So he can still jump in the way and smash something, and then he gets all pissed off. Yeah, and he stays that way. And he stays that way, yeah, that's... You woke me up. Like, flavorfully, I love this card, but as far as actually using it, oh, it's, it's kind of really expensive. It, it's yeah. expensive. The fact I mean, that it's, it, it, it... He's expensive because he's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Like, yeah. if he was 5 for a 5-5, five, five, I would play this every day, all day, every day. Yeah. But for, it's seven, there's an Angel Sentinels, which is, I think, a 4-4 four, four for 4, and it has flying, but no trample. Although that one I think you have to block to activate it. Yeah, you gotta block with it. Yeah. I do like the fact that unlike, you know, Slumbering Dragon, they don't have to keep attacking and get counters or whatever, it's just, you know, you attack once, congratulations, your security system is now active. Please <laughs> enter your, please enter your code or die, and they're like, what's the code? What's the code? Um, so, I mean, that's great. It's, it is expensive, but it's, it's one of those things where they couldn't really make it cost much less because of everything that it is. So, <coughs> it's just gonna feel really bad when you play it and you're like, haha, and they're like, alright, I'll attack with my three guys and it doesn't matter because you're dead now. So, eh. Cause it's expensive. <laughs> I'm cynical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Jerk. Oh, this card's stuck. So, I also took ridicule from on Monday Night Magic for saying I like the Pyromancer's Gauntlet. Why? Because those guys are a bunch of goons. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say that. Did, did they... You, you never mentioned, but did they like Chandra or not? Uh, Even... Let's put it this way. Even Jack defended Chandra. Oh, good. And Jack had just got done saying that he hated... Or he was working on an article about why everything in Magic sucks. <laughs> and he's like, guys, Chandra's not bad. Why don't you take a minute and think about it? And I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, because he never specifically said about them. So, okay, well, what about the Gauntlets? So Pyromancer's Gauntlet costs five. It's a rare artifact. And it says, if a red instant or sorcery spell you control or a red planeswalker you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals that much damage plus two to that permanent or player instead. So, hey, guess what? Uh, now you got your lightning bolts for Chandra. <laughs> Are you ah. happy now? Yeah. Except it's not, even, it's, is... it's not a lightning bolt. It's a... Um, it's a... Oh, jacket lightning? Fork lightning? Yeah. Fork lightning, lightning. Or what, what's, what's the one with landfall? No. Morbid. No. Landfall. Oh. Morbid. Um... Go to, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one. It costs yeah. red red. Searing. Awesome. Searing blaze. Searing. Yes. Sear- Sierra mist. That's what because it is. Because it hits both. True <laughs> one. What was Dirk gonna say? Yeah, I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, so that means she, she essentially has double, like, just double shock. She shocks the player and she shocks a creature. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, keep in mind, this is every red direct damage spell you have. Yeah. So. And it's static. There's no activation cost or anything. So I mean. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're ever gonna see Pyroclasm ever again, because they haven't yeah. printed it in a while. 
Yeah. Really? I think Pyroclasm is slightly too good nowadays. It's funny because creatures have gotten better, but yeah. I still think that I always thought, honestly, that Pyroclasm, the one in a red, was pretty good. Yeah, so the last time they printed it was M11. That's only two years ago. That's three. Oh, was that all? Okay, oh, three. That's still. three years ago. Piss. Well, but still. still, yeah. <laughs> I think that they're just having too much fun with little little dudes at the moment. Yeah. They want to print it. So that's why I, I was really sad when, when Whip Flare rotated out. Yeah. But well, anyway. now we've got Ratchet Bomb back, which is right next to it. Yeah. So what do you think of the Gauntlet? Like, I think it's pretty cool. It's, it, it seems like a, a casual card all the way. Throw it in an EDH deck and laugh and laugh. Like, is, is that right? Well, no, I, I don't play. You'd, you'd be surprised at how little um, damage dealing instances and sorceries you play compared to permanent based damage sources in an EDH deck. If, if you actually sat down and looked at it. Well, you could use this as a build build around me card and do things like you know what's Chewie's favorite red card? Yeah, it's it's Chisel. a <laughs> right. yeah. You can use it as a build around me card, but I'm saying you can't just throw it in a deck and expect it to be awesome. No, because no. I think you're going to find you use a lot more permanence as your main source. Yeah, my first thought was, holy crap, I'm gonna put one of these in Kervec, and then my brain started to run through the cards in the Kervec deck, and I was like, or I could not. Yeah, but I don't. I'm. It's a little expensive for red burn spells, you know, in constructed, but the payoff is huge. So I don't know, maybe just like a one or two of, and then like you untap and everything is super. Um, it seems like one of those like uh, more maybe not EDH, but like a casual uh, sixty card burn deck that you put together. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to like. This can help give it the legs to take down multiple players. Yeah, like for, like, this, this effect essentially comes from Pyromancer Swath. Yeah. And when you play that, if you really want to do something, I mean, you gotta be ready to play it and then start doing things. You gotta discard your hand at the end of the turn. But you don't have to worry with that with the gauntlet. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I always like abilities like this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I ever actually use them. <laughs> Yeah. All it'll take it, everybody thought the Pyromancer Swath was really bad. And all it took was one guy going, hey look. Hey look, you're grape dead. And people were like, you know, that actually adds up, so. You know, I had Pyromancer Swath and Grape Shot in my, uh, my sealed pool in Vegas. But I'm not gonna play that cause I'm not an idiot. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still. <coughs> it was one of each, so you know, let me build that deck. Hmm. Oh, well. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's next. Uh, the Ratchet Bomb. No, we covered Ratchet Bomb last week because it's the build oh. box oh, yeah, promo. Promos, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was promo. It's the ring. The one ring. Or the three Three rings. one rings. Well, tell yeah. us about the three one rings. A uh, ring of three wishes. Uh, five colorless. It's an artifact. Ring of three wishes enters the battlefield with three wish counters on it. Uh, for five colorless and tap, remove a wish counter from Ring of Three Wishes. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand. Then shuffle your library. It reminds me of Phyrexian Portal. Was that was some other kind of portal? Was it Phyrexian Portal? Planar Portal. Planar Portal. Yeah, except um, it cost. Yeah, Planar Portal was six to cast, six to activate. Well, you didn't have a limited any number, number of, of times. Didn't have a limited number of uses, but how many times are you going to be able to pay six and tap the planar yeah. portal and, and do other things? <laughs> and if you think that this costs too much, because I mean it is an upfront cost of ten, 
Um, this is such a strong effect, you know, for any color to have access to it. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So. And yeah, Diabolic Tutor is just one less, I mean, at four In for the activation. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, what's the, um, not propagate, um. Proliferate. Proliferate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But again, how many times do you really need to activate something like this before you're, before you're done with the game? And you win because, hey, you just tutor for three cards. Hmm. Let's hope you won. Yeah. So which little light goes out first? Like, does it go side to side, or does the one in the middle blink out first, or? Hmm. It's whoever handed you are. Oh, right. Dirk put more thought into it than I did. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I guess if you're in Hawaii, then the dolphins pick. Like... No, it's it's a pineapple-based uh, system. In <laughs> okay, all right, that makes sense. We already trust the pineapples with far too much power. We do. I don't know if this is acceptable. I was just thinking, what if you you wished for more wishes? You had a, a death wish in your deck that you got with this, and then use that wish to get something outside of your deck. Is that like dividing by zero? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, use ring of three wishes to get a death wish, and you go get a burning wish from your sideboard, and <laughs> Uh, get another ring of your wishes. Yeah. Ha! on the wishing for more wishes. Xnay, yeah, please. Rule number one: I can't kill anybody. Itty <laughs> bitty living space. Rule number two: I can't make anyone fall in love. Oh. Rule number three: I can't bring back people from the dead. I don't like doing it. <laughs> Worries me that there are people that are not following this, listening yeah. right now. Yeah, but someday it'll come back. Some someday it'll come back out of the vault, and then they'll know. Uh, the next cards we have to talk about are the staffs, and you know what I realized last time, or not after, after last time, I was staring at the staff of the flame magus, and I realized that's a red mana that's symbol. A red mana symbol, yeah. And then I looked at the others, and I'm like, the only ones we saw were the red and the blue and the green, and I was like, aha. <laughs> Which, you know, makes sense, but you don't really usually see that exact symbol just splattered everywhere. Yeah. So That is really cool, though, that they're... Wow, they actually have the mana symbol on top of each one. Yeah. Yeah. That is... That there is badass beyond all reason. I mean, the mana symbol doesn't really show up in our... <laughs> yeah, no. they, they, don't, they don't, like, use it on every black card for the black symbol, which is nice. They don't hit you over the head with it. Now you can take the staff and hit someone over the head with it, but... <laughs> They'll just gain some life, so... Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah, we talked about the the, the three staffs, so there's now the Staff of the Death Magus, uh, Staff of the Flame Magus, Staff of the Mind Magus, Staff of the Sun Magus, and Staff of the Wild Magus. And they all do the same thing. They cost three. When you cast an appropriate colored spell or a basic land of that type enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Not necessarily basic. Well, well, the basic type. Yeah. So... Yes, you know, Ravnik is a thing. Like we knew it was a it was a cycle, and now they've just shown us all of them. I do like that the the settings behind each one are very specific to the color. Mm-hmm. Like that's it shouldn't yeah. surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but it's it's just a nice touch. Even like the the sleeve of the person holding each one is just perfect. Yeah, I like it. I don't know if they're good or not, but I like them. Uh, we should skip the, the tuning fork and do the last one because we're going to spend a lot of time on the tuning fork. Uh, are you sure? 
I don't know. That's one of those things where... It's so open-ended, like... It's oh. one of those things, yeah, it's so open-ended that it's hard to talk at length about it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do the tuning fork then. Okay. The the strionic resonator. I'm glad you pronounced it. <laughs> um, I'm sure other people would probably say strionic instead, but I'm going to say strionic. Brian would say strionic. <laughs> strionic. I would say mono The rest of, of his fish better <laughs> <laughs> Um. So the... the st- 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 I can't remember <laughs> how I said it. The, the, the strionic resonator is an artifact that costs two and it's rare. Pay two and tap. Copy target triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. I swear, the first time I read this, I was like, oh, I know I know exactly what this does. We've seen it before. Duh, 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 target activated ability. You know, we, we've seen that before. Why are they doing this again? And then I'm like, oh. What? And I, I mean, you know, I know what that means. I've been playing long enough. I, I, I know what a trigger ability is, but I don't know that I've ever seen anything yeah. copy. Yeah, like copying activated abilities is one thing because an activated ability is something that, okay, you're given, here's a cost, here's the benefit, you can do it whenever you're able to pay the cost, go for it. Triggered abilities can have some much more powerful effects because <gasps> you have to jump through a hoop to make something happen. Yeah. Like, for example, it's it's the difference between um, uh, Bloodthrown Vampire, where you can sacrifice a creature to give it plus two, plus two until end of turn, and Sovereign Queen of the Golgari, where somehow you have to get your, you have to make yourself sacrifice a creature, and then you get her benefit. Yeah. Things like that. Or things that are so, or things that are so powerful that they're only intended to happen once a turn or once per round. You know, yeah. they trigger during your upkeep. They trigger at the beginning of each end of the step. <coughs> or when a like creature that. enters the battlefield like a thrag tusk. Or when a creature leaves the battlefield like a thrag tusk. <laughs> yeah, sing- singular events that are supposed to just happen one time. This thing is, is almost like a, an angel. It doesn't, not, it's not the same. It doesn't blink the creature out or anything like that. But since most of the time it's used to get the triggered ability again, um, it can have that same sort of effect. So yeah. it's going to be easier to miss, even though, yeah, you you know what a triggered ability is. It's one of those things, like Mike said, where everybody knows what an activated ability looks like because it has a certain formatting. But triggered abilities come in all – they all use those words. Yeah, but and, they, and thankfully those words are in the reminder text for Strionic. Which, which, is, which is nice because that's going to avoid headaches, but – it really, I mean, it, some of them are when things die. Some of them are when things come into the battlefield. Some of them are that are, you know, at the, right end, next to it. at the end of your turn. <laughs> you know, whenever this creature becomes equipped by a blue artifact, the holding a man, you know, <laughs> they have all sorts of different requirements. <laughs> is anyone surprised? I mean, that this is coming up in a in a core set where it is more of an introductory kind of thing as opposed to to you know a more pro set. Well, Sundial of the Infinite was printed in a core set. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I they have this opportunity to put something completely crazy that doesn't necessarily fit in with any world setting. I, th- I think this is proof that they are getting a little bit – because they have said that – Yeah, the, the, the idea of the three tiers, um, beginner, advanced, and expert, kind of died out a, a long time ago. Well, I'd say it's blurred a little bit. They've also said that – 
they don't really expect core sets to be the way that new players enter the game anymore. The yeah. way that they expect most players to enter the game now is through... Yeah, through the expansions. Yeah. And, they Duel, that from, Duel. and they know that from real data. Huh? Well, I was going to say, and what have we been playing all week? Duels. Oh, duels, yeah. Yeah, that, that's been a big pickup for them, too. Exactly. But also from real-world data, most people start the game in whatever expansion the friends are. Yeah. yeah. So, so they don't have to worry quite as much about the educational aspect. It's, it's still there. It hasn't gone away completely. You still don't see multicolored cards, except for Nicol Bolas, uh, in the core sets. So, yeah. But yeah. And, and the, and the, in the core sets, a completely crazy card isn't going to be something with a completely crazy, um, uh, mechanic going forward. It's going to be something completely crazy related to something very fundamental about the game, which is interesting. <coughs> yeah, there's so much stuff. So, yeah. I, like we I, I, I have to say, I, I'm sorry, keep going. Now I'm the one running all over everybody. I, I was just <laughs> going to say, there's so much stuff. I'm looking up this page alone, and you know, this is what, like a hundred cards, something like that. It's it's a small sample size. And there are so many things. Everything on Primeval Bounty, that green enchantment, is a triggered ability. So there are we could Colonian sit, Hydra is a triggered ability, you know. Yeah. Everything. And so is the other Hydra when it dies. So but not when it enters the battlefield. Because it just says enters the battlefield with. Yeah. Um there are so many it it, it it defies trying to come up with things because it's like every other card you can think of. So yeah, what were you gonna say, Chewy? It wasn't Mike was. Yeah, I'll okay. um, I'll go ahead and put this out there in in case some of you are starting to come up with questions, <coughs> interactions about certain things. Um, because of the way the rules about linked abilities and and copied abilities are written, I don't know how exactly this works with things like uh, 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 Oblivion Ring or or the blue guy we saw earlier who um, exiles an instant from your hand and can make copies from it. Like, say, if you play an Oblivion Ring and you copy the Enters the Battlefield triggered ability, I can't say for certain what happens when Oblivion Ring leaves the battlefield. There's there's some clarification that I'm going to need to have once the FAQ comes out on this. I don't know what to say right now. You can still snatch two creatures with it. Yeah, but I don't know what happens when Oblivion Ring leaves. So just don't let anyone get rid of your Oblivion Ring, and then Mike won't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> you people will be calling Mike at all hours of the night. <laughs> yeah, so so that's hopefully my we'll, we'll get some guidance on that um, when the FAQ comes out. Yeah. We could just ask Prilliman since he's in L3 now, and he has to know that off the top of his head or else. <laughs> Ooh, is he online? <laughs> Oh, no, no, don't bother him with that right now. There's no official documentation for it. I know, that's the fun part. Oh, he's not. <laughs> Damn. I guess I could text All right. <laughs> Yo, brother, what happens? Da, 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 da. And I'll hear so, like a pop sound. So, see, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Now, um, we come to the single most... Okay, I'm not a big fan of Infect, but I see the name Vial of Poison, and I'm like, really? You too? I was and, like, and are you I read kidding rest, me? I read the rest of the card, and I'm like, why couldn't we have named this anything else? Vial of Deadly Liquid. Vial <laughs> of Nightshade. Vial of, you know, your mom's old something. Stop, I, stop. I, I, well, 
Hmm. But no, it says vial of poison, and it costs one colorless. It's an artifact. It's uncommon. You pay one colorless and sack it. Target player gets a poison counter. No, target creature gains <laughs> death ups until end of turn. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that read the name and was like, really? And then, oh, it's death. Okay. I I am, for the record, I was not a big fan of Infect. I am fine with Infect not being in a core set. I really am. Before anybody says, oh my god, Brian wants to, you know, I don't. But, what's with the name? It's, it's not a vial of poison. It's a vial of, you know, stuff you don't want to get on you. Or maybe you, maybe you do want to get on it because then, you know, you go around touching people and they die. Dude, this is that stuff that Scott was using when he was putting poison <laughs> on his hands and punching things. Oh my god! <laughs> Anyway. Your mom's old something. Stop. Uh, your, mom's, stop. your mom's old poison. Oh, yeah, there you go. Arsenic and old lace. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. So, all right, and then there were previews from today before we're all completely crazy. Oh, crap, we're not it's, done yet. Son it's, of a getting, it's getting late, and we're never finishing that one segment. Chewy we're said not. We're, no, we're just, you know, we did one, and that'll be it. At least we got one good one. <laughs> we got one good one. So, do we want to talk about the door first? <laughs> yeah, that's actually. Here, I'll, I'll read the door real quick because it's quick. Uh, door of Destinies. This is from Eventide. Morning Tide. No, mor- Morning Tide. Morning Tide. Oh, it yeah. says it right here. Okay, Morning Tide. Yeah. It was. It was a pre-release promo. It was. So, Door of Destinies costs four. It's a rare artifact. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. That is not a triggered ability. <laughs> Uh, whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, put a charge counter on Door of Destinies. That is... Is a triggered ability. <laughs> and then creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one for each charge counter on Door of Destinies. That is not... That is a static ability. Yes. So, it's like a... So, it's it's like a lord and a... Uh, what's the big stupid one that everyone plays with tribal... Coat of arms, but way more fair. Yeah. Because there's nothing fair about Code of Arms. <laughs> if you say, no. well, it's totally... Shut up. <laughs> no, it's not fair not at all. fair about it at all. And I have mentioned in the past how I'm more of a fan of the lords that affect all the creatures of a type versus just yours, especially in Slivers. I've mentioned that before. But Code of Arms does that, and it is a headache beyond all belief. Because usually, like... There might be like one or two elvish lords out, and then you just have to see, alright, this creature's an elf, so it gets the bonus. But with coat of arms, you really have to see what is every single creature, what are both of its types, or what type is it, and how many are there, and who's got them, and all of it. Have you ever been halfway through really complicated coat of arms combat math, and then yes. someone goes, hey, this is a cleric, oh, son of a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I got two clerics over here, you guys. Ah, why didn't you freaking go out? Yeah. Can someone look up Gatherer for the Oracle text on this guy? I don't know if this is what he is anymore. <laughs> like, he says he's a nightmare, but is he a horse, too? Is, is that a thing? <laughs> is he still an uncle, or is he a grandfather now? <laughs> has he been grandfathered in to be an uncle? <laughs> uh. Oh, Uncle Lisbon, you idiot. I mean, uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I really like Door of Destinies because it, it it rewards you for going hard on a, a tribe without being broken. Like it's not it's not coat of arms. There's, there's no other way to put it. 
the not coat of arm. There's a lot of things. I mean, the, the, the one advantage it one has. Of, yeah. But the one advantage it has. The one advantage it has over coat of arms is that it's easier to recover from all your creatures dying <laughs> because the new ones you play will still be bigger. Oh, that's true, yeah. And coat of arms does affect all players, so this is one of the all upside. Just you keep your to yourself. Wizards doesn't like interactivity. I mean, <laughs> no. Mark Rosewater is killing match. <laughs> one dork at a time. Yes. Some you know why days they were I pushing wish he for acquisition stop. so hard is because Rosewater was killing players. <laughs> Sometimes I think he hasn't done enough to kill. Uh, but, but that, he can that's use a, his mother's old vial of poison. So. <laughs> All right. So, but that's a reprint. We got some new stuff, and I really like this new stuff because everybody knows I'm a fan of the cards that reference each other: the Helm Shield, Sword of Caldra, uh, the the stuff of Empires, and and things like that. So, and I'm also a big fan of flavor. Innistrad is maybe more more. I might have liked Innistrad block more than Return to Ravnica block. I don't know. That's you know, that's something great versus something that's also really great. Uh, so this is both of those. This is cards that reference each other, and it's incredibly flavorful. Yeah. So uh, there's, we'll start off with one. It's the Festering Newt. It costs a black, and it's a 1-1, one, one, and it's a Salamander, Dark. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I thought of Dark when I saw this. And it's a common, so immediately you're thinking Festering Imp. Or um, festering goblin, festering goblin, the goblin, the the, the zoblin gobby. Um, and when it dies, target creature and opponent controls. Whoa. It's minus one, minus one. I didn't even realize that. So it's more upside. So you can't accidentally kill any of your own stuff. So already, the only thing that might put um, festering goblin over is that goblin is a heavily supported tribe, as is zombie. Yeah, yeah it's it's a zoblin and it's a gobby. Exactly. But then this one, first of all, is just a creature an opponent controls. And second of all, um, that creature gets minus four, minus four. Instead, if you control a creature named Brog, Bog, Bog Brew Witch, and you're like, okay, so what's Bog Brew Witch? Which leads you to the next part, which is Bog Brew Witch, which costs three and a black for a one three human wizard. It's not a witch. Huh. Oh, that's what? Yeah, witch isn't a supported creature. Oh, so 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 the black uh, heart, the black heart, the curse witch from Innistrad is not a witch; it's a wizard. I don't remember her being a witch. I'll look it up. You can keep reading. Uh, she's a. This is definitely a witch wizard. Which which wizard is it? Uh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, it, it's a rare. Pay two and tap her. <sighs> Don't look at her while you do it. Uh, search, <laughs> search your library for a card named Festering Newt or Bubbling Cauldron. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. So you get to tutor for them. Whoa, come, onto the battlefield. I didn't see onto that. Onto the battlefield. Yeah, tapped. So you can't go, uh-huh. I'm attacking with my guy. Oh, yeah. Well, duh, duh, duh. so you have to plan out a little bit. This is more of a do it for next turn sort of thing. Right. Um, for the record, <laughs> Bitterheart Witch was a human shaman. Oh. And that's what uh, that's and I was wondering why Bogbrew Witch wasn't a shaman because witches just seem more like shamans than wizards. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so um, so she can tutor for them, and <clears throat> while she's out, when they die, that when when the newts die, they kill bigger things. 
which is great. But she can also search for a bubbling cauldron. So what's a bubbling cauldron? <laughs> well, a bubbling cauldron, since you asked, costs two colorless. It's an artifact. It's an uncommon. So one is a common, one is an uncommon, one's a rare. Uh, you can pay one and sacrifice a, pay one colorless, tap the cauldron and sacrifice a creature. You gain four life. Immediately, before I even got to the second part, I'm like, four life? That's, that's not, I was expecting it to be like one or two life. That's not insignificant. You know, life gain just for the sake of life gain usually isn't enough, but four life is enough to make a difference. And yeah, then, a lot. yeah. Uh, and then a second ability, pay one and tap the cauldron and sacrifice a creature named Festering Newt. Each opponent loses four life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Wow, that's... Holy mm-hmm. crap. That's really big. Yeah. That's... that's uh, In multiplayer, obviously, you know, everybody loves Siphon Soul. This is two Siphon Souls. Yeah, but, but still, you know, having the witch throw a newt into the cauldron is kill your huge dude, drain you for four. Drain you, drain you for four, gain four. Yeah, and then you can oh, just tutor, tutor up another newt to do it again. But funny thing is, you only need one cauldron, and having more than one cauldron, unless you're sacking more than one a turn, isn't really beneficial. But you can just so you don't really question: Do I need a cauldron or do I newt? It's which one don't I have? And then once you have a cauldron, you just keep getting newts. They come at night. Mostly. <laughs> oh, she turned me into a newt. And then sacked you and made someone lose some life. I don't think he's getting any better. Yeah, I definitely didn't get better from that, no. <laughs> so, I like the fact that each of these is playable. And then, if you get two of them together, and really any two, that's pretty good. I really don't think the Bug Brew Witch is playable by herself. <laughs> yeah, the Bug Brew Witch needs one of the others to do anything. Yeah. She's the least playable, but sometimes you just need another creature. Uh, that's true, but I mean that's still not by herself. So okay, so so the rare is the least playable. But the yeah. nice thing about her being a rare is that in a sealed pool, hopefully you got at least one of the others of the lower rarities. And then if you get any two of them together, you're doing pretty well. And then uh, you get all three together, and it's just you know the heavens part or the swamp parts, and it's crazy. This really makes me want to build a 60-card deck, which is something I have not done in a long time. <laughs> Probably not since the Empire <laughs> artifacts were... Probably Which has <laughs> yet... Which has, I kid you not, has never been beaten. Nope, it has not. We've we've tried, we have failed. So Wasn't it even an arch-enemy once? It was an arch-enemy once. That was the worst. Yeah, that wasn't that's, even fair. That's when we lost the hardest. Yeah. Well, even still, and I always tell you guys, this is what, well, sometimes I don't tell you what the plot is. Eventually you're like, he's fabricating for stuff. Okay, yeah, we know what this is, and you even blow up the pieces and it doesn't matter. So, will this be that caliber? I don't know. Will I meld them together? No. I just uh, scrolled down to the full art in the article, and uh, that lantern she's holding is not just a lantern. That's... Uh, a person's yes, head. That's a head. <laughs> Wait, what? Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. Okay, that is... <laughs> that I'm is telling a man. I'm telling you, when you yeah. tap her, just don't look. But the handlebar mustache and a goatee, too. 
that. It's a designer lantern. Is a man. <laughs> that is a man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Will Smith. <laughs> Maybe we could, you know, put a candle in it and turn it, turn, turn it around. And even fewer people are going to get that reference. I, I kind of hope. At least. Uh, there's a kitty. Who's got a kitty? I've got a cat. Hi, cat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's not enlarged. It's like, she's not gonna bite your head off, is she? Cause she's, no, she's not gonna bite my head off. Okay. Um, that is all the previews until tomorrow. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I really thought we were gonna get another old versus new in, and then I saw the sheer number of previews we hadn't touched yet. I'm like, oh well. Are they gonna do previews on Thursday? It's weird. There's one week of previews, and it's Fourth of July week. So that's kind of weird timing. Kind of is. So, oh, wait a minute. We're not done yet. Hey, Dirk. Yep. Are there any cards in your pack that we haven't talked about oh, yet? Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh yes. Aha! Actually, two. Um, a Cursed Spirit is another one. It's a bl- it's a, for three and a black. Three and a swamp. Uh, it's a common. It's a three-two spirit with intimidate. That's so for four, for four, it's a three-two with intimidate? That's correct. That's pretty cool. That's cool. And then the last one is Angelic Accord. For three and a white, it's a uncommon enchantment at the beginning of each instep. If you gain four or more life this turn, put a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Sweet, merciful crap. Put Wait, that what? in your witch deck. <laughs> How yep. much does that cost to play? Four. <clears throat> three and a white. At the beginning of your instep of, or each instep. Of each. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe you could throw something in the cauldron. Guess what? <laughs> Turn it I'm into just an thinking, angel. if you've got any sort of way to gain life repeatedly, you then each person's turn becomes another angel. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So that cauldron, Mike just said, or Beardy Man just said, can turn any old creature into an angel. And it doesn't... Like, if you gain the four life, even if you then lose five, six, ten life on an attack, you still yeah. gain four life. Yeah. That time. That's all that matters. Wow. Oh, Is I found that, the... Uh, that's an uncommon enchantment? Dark, that's an uncommon enchantment? That's an uncommon. Wow, that's cool. Mike, what did you say? You found something. Uh, yeah, I did. I found the um, commons for my booster pack. I think my uncommon was that... Um, that uh, blue R, I guess, plus four plus four. Um, but yeah, there are two of the cards. The two cards in my pack that we haven't talked about yet are reprints. Um, huh? Dragon Hatchling. Hey. Yeah. Go. Plus Plus red what, one. One and red. Yeah, one uh-huh. red for for a zero one with flying, and he has fire breathing. And Scroll Thief. Okay. Is the other reprint a blue and two for a one three Merfolk Rogue, and when he deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Wow. He yeah. likes Scourge of Volcus actually has a dragon friend to to go along with him now. That's yeah. that's something. Like a common dragon friend. That's important. That's and, right. And yeah. the scroll thief likes to hop on condors. Yes, in my in my sealed pool on duels, that was the combo. Condors and scroll thieves. It was awesome. I haven't picked up my pack yet, and by the time I bother to print that out and take it to Randy, it'll all these cards will be out, so <laughs> pretty much. Hmm. So do we? Yeah, it's ten o'clock on the dot. So do we? Do we? Final thoughts then? Yeah, I guess we should. All right, duels people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) maybe I'll have more 
comments when when uh when Brian comes up with his stuff. But one thing that I did want to share about duels is something that I know I've I've mentioned on the show before um, when playing the other versions of duels. Okay, so first of all, it took me a while to realize how to um, fight the other planeswalkers, and and when I finally did, in my first match against Jace's deck, he goes turn one, island. Phantasmal bears. So you can imagine how I reacted. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you said bad words. Yeah. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. What the hell? Did this is not door? even. And and so on his second turn, he plays an island. He taps out. I'm like, this had better not be a Kravakin miss. I swear to God. And it wasn't. So I was like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. It was. But his 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 revenge deck does have at least one Kravikan Mist in it, so I was not happy to see that. But oh, I was not okay with seeing him play Illusions. That was just not cool at all. <laughs> Hell yeah, Blue Aggro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so much for the milling theme. Not uh, really there. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and I've gotten some of the achievements in weird ways. Like uh, I mentioned, um, when Dirk was telling his story, stalling against the the Shadowborn Apostle deck to get the 17 lands achievement. I was actually using the Jace deck, um, and part of the reason I was able to do it was because I got my two uh, staffs right next to each other. So every turn I was gaining two life, and when he was only playing one Shadowborn Apostle, that meant it was actually impossible for him to make an attack where he could attack with all his guys, and still have enough left over to attack for the win on the next turn. So we just sat and stared at each other until the game was over. And strangely enough, the achievements for... Um, the achievement win a game without dealing any combat damage to opponent, I got with the Chandra deck. <laughs> <laughs> because I got lucky with an early... Um, uh, oh, what's that thing? Players can't gain life and take two damage during their upkeep. Sulfuric Vortex. Yeah, Sulfuric Vortex. Yeah, and I didn't even realize what had happened until the game was over, that I hadn't dealt any combat damage. Um, and I got the um, win a game without destroying or dealing lethal damage to any creatures with the Ajani deck, because somehow I hadn't killed anything until I landed the uh, the Admonition Angel and just started exiling all his stuff, making safe attacks where he couldn't block. So that was weird. Those are my weird stories. Word? Um, uh, Brian, what you got? Well, I've to, I'll just try and keep this to two kind of notes. The, these other guys have been playing duels for a while, so for me it was kind of interesting because duels 2013 was the first time I had actually owned it and played it. So uh, the first thing I have to note is just that I kind of miss plane chase, where I was really on board with sealed, but when I found out that you only get two sealed pools, I'm like, well, when that's over, uh, whereas plane chase. I really like, and I've played some two at a giant and some stuff so far, and I just miss that randomness where it, it feels like there's just games where you get into it and you're just gonna lose. That's just what's gonna happen. Whereas plane chase, you know, you might go somewhere and everything dies or something, you know. So I do kind of miss that. And then the second thing I'm going to note is I mentioned earlier my least favorite deck to play against, which is the Demir deck. My least favorite deck to play, which I thought, oh, this is gonna be awesome. And I'm gonna try and unlock cards for it and make it great. I have made it my mission to try and win with it so that I can hopefully unlock better cards to make it not 
suck so much is the Draco Mage deck. Mm, I don't I understand how anyone can win with it. Uh, the first time I went against it in the campaign, I'm like, Draco Mage. And I saw it was Jund, and I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be tough. And I rolled over, and I'm like, okay. And I every time I unlocked a new deck, I start, I tried to give it a shot. And I got so frustrated. I tried using it in the next encounter, and I'm like, I can't win. So I switched over to something else, and I started making custom games just against random opponents, and then actually trying to find, okay, what's the deck that's going to hurt this the least? And I'm just, I was banging my head up against the wall trying to find something it could beat. So maybe not everyone else has had that experience, but for me, it just sucks. And I've unlocked like eight or nine cards for it, and it's getting a little better, but it just doesn't know what it wants to do. It wants to make the little guys, and then it wants to feed them to the devour guys, but there's so much spot removal between bouncing and burning and destroying that it's not a good investment. So it so then you're like, all right, well, I've got all these little guys, but there's no pump. So I've got a couple goblin tokens, and they're just little stupid goblin tokens. So I don't know if anyone else has had that experience, but I don't like playing with it. So I, I know that just sounds like complaints. I want my plane chase, and that deck sucks. But there are a lot of good decks. So I'm just saying that's been my experience with that one. I don't know if anyone else had had that experience with that deck. Yeah, I haven't yeah, tried playing with it yet, but I can see what you're saying. Uh, try to keep I, that in mind. For me, the easiest deck to pick up and play by far was the Slivers deck. I just started playing it, and I'm like making dudes and attacking, and you know, does what a Sliver deck, and it's got enough mana fixing that it just works. It's kind of rare. You have to be in almost a a bad situation to not be able to get out of it with that deck. So it's like the polar opposite for me. Uh, quick question, Brian. Did you beat the, uh, the Demir person? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, yeah, I'm on the Revenge campaign and I've beaten okay. all, I beat all the guys up to the Planeswalkers on Revenge. <laughs> I haven't finished that. That, um, the end boss of the first campaign, that was freaky. There's is he a two on one? Is he programmed as an encounter? Because I think he plays the same thing every single time. Does he play, always, does he always play uh, first turn explore? Yeah, and then and then on his subsequent turns turns he has the same. It seems like he has the same things too. So I don't, I'm I'm starting to think he's programmed like an encounter. I, he I think he may have the same opening hand, but for me I I it took a uh-huh. couple tries and they were widely different. And okay. then the time I beat him, he just flooded out and he couldn't draw anything. Okay. So, but it, every turn it was every time it was first turn explore, and I'm like, yeah, awesome. he might have the same opening hand, you know. He might be an encounter, but if, but of course if he uses a shuffle effect, that'll change the way his, his next several draws go. Yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, why do you ask? Has, go ahead. I, I was just asking if you noticed the same thing, really. No, I, I noticed that he always had the first turn explorer, and I'm like, that's, that's great. <laughs> Dirk, what, so you were at, yes, I did beat the Demir guy. It's just frustrating to play against, and for a while I was trying to unlock cards for the Draco mage deck by playing against that one, and I'm like, no. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, the reason why is because well, my part of the the whole discussion was that I got very frustrated with him, and I was playing slivers and and other, against it, but I actually beat him with uh, the Avison deck. Like whooped him <laughs> bad with the Avison deck. It, you, that that's a good one because it usually plays enough guys that he can't. He can't. Well, yeah. The the whole thing is the. Uh, 
Oh, you killed my guy. No problem. I get some guys right back. Okay, let's play this game for a little while. And yeah, I absolutely whooped him with that one. And that was the first try with it. So, um, yeah. So my, it's, it's not that I couldn't beat it. It's just frustrating to play against. Yeah. Cause it can lock I, you out. I actually found this liver deck to be very difficult to win with originally. And even now, uh, it, I had difficulty with it. The, the deck I actually go with was the, the mono green deck, not, uh, Garrick's deck. The one that has the, um, Eldrazi in it. That was the one that actually found, had the easiest time. That's you know. the, that's the Moldaya deck. And that may, for me feels like one of the most fun decks to play. Cause you're just yeah. like, ramp, 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 play big guys. Yay! <laughs> so it's kind of, is, is it kind of like the Kiora add to a deck from earlier? In that the, respect? Yeah, the, the, you play lots, get lots of lands out. Yeah, it has the mm-hmm. tight, the, the green titan in it too, so. Mm-hmm. And the other one is actually, I usually go Liliana or Jace as backups. Just cause Jace has the chance to, to sort of, you know, play stuff out really quickly and overwhelm them with, with the phantoms and everything. Or Liliana just to be like, zombies, no, you can't have that. Zombies, no, you can't have that. Zombies, 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 zombies. no, you can't have that. You're dead. <laughs> so, those are mine. And, uh, my final thought on, on all this is that I played, uh, Two-Headed Giant, and I played against the computer, and I actually unlocked three achievements. The don't deal damage, lethal damage to the person because I was there as support, uh, and then I got paired with Chandra, and Chandra just beat the dog out of, uh, the other, the, the AIs, and, yeah, there were two other achievements I unlocked, and I thought that the the winning without dealing lethal damage was going to be very difficult. But Chandra just, like I said, beat the holy dog out of the the two AIs, and I spent my time just sort of being the the side buddy, and I was playing the Demir deck. <laughs> A note to our dear listeners who may be concerned: Darth does not actually own a dog, so rest easy. <laughs> yes. I, I actually do. I'm not uh, an animal abuser or anything like that. I just try not to use foul language. So, piss. That's yeah. They, these guys make up for it more than I'll ever need to. But <laughs> mostly me. Mostly Chewy. So that's just a, an old reference that you know you grow up and that's what you say instead of you know not good, not instead nice of words. piss. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my final thought. Hell yeah, replacement words. Something I've been hearing a lot lately from people wanting to use replacement words is, shut the front door. I really can't stand that at all. Instead of, shut the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't the that door. start Didn't that start because of a commercial? No, it had been before that. I mean, if, if you want to say that, but you don't want to say bad, bad words, just tell the person to shut the hell up. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Shut the hell up, all of you. Everybody, shut the hell up. Everybody. Quiet you. That's that's the one I always threw out when I couldn't. Mm-hmm. There's a quiet you. Yeah. That's, oh, that's good. Too. So my my roommate Scott just popped up and said that shut the front door has gained popularity because of Castle. Apparently Nathan Fillion says it all the time. I watch no. Castle and no, he doesn't. I've been watching it since the first episode. Okay, well, knowing how the internet works, I, he might have said it on. Two episodes that were separated by half a season, so that means he says it all the time, and it's a meme. Yeah, yeah. that could be. 
Yeah. In one episode, he said, shut the, and then, yeah, 20 episodes later, he said, some front door, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> put the two together. That is, in fact, how the internet works. That is how the internet works. <laughs> so, I told Scott, Brian said no, and he said, Brian also says hard on. <laughs> oh, I was out to dinner with, uh, Mike, not Mike, I did see Mike at dinner, I saw Tom at dinner on Monday, and Chewy would have been so proud, I don't I don't even know how he worked in there. He, we're just eating, and he's like, your sister's hot. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so I started that with a guy at work. Quick aside. I started that with a guy at work, uh, cause he mentioned, you know, something, something, something. Oh yeah, my sister, something. I was like, you have a sister? He's like, yeah. I'm like, is she hot? And that proceeded to catch him off guard every time I said it for like three weeks. I, I, I don't know if he was a slow learner or wasn't paying attention or what. And then, uh, he came to one of my stand-up shows, and his sister did too, and it turns out his sister's hot. And so I've been tormenting him about that at work, and one day, he was already flustered about something, which is the perfect time to throw out, dude, your sister's hot. And he tried to say, stay the hell away from my sister and something else to someone else, and it came out, stay out of my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is now his immediate response. Anytime I say anything that sounds like sister, he's like, "Stay out of her." <laughs> it's a bit extreme, isn't it? Uh, I I think I shook her hand once. <laughs> he's like, that, "Yeah." Oh. Anyway. As far as it's going. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's quick aside. I'll make that my final thought because I haven't I haven't played. That's not my final thought, but I haven't played duels yet. Oh well. So who's left? Mike. Uh, Mike. Oh, oh yeah, Mike. What you got? Oh, final thoughts, Mike. Uh, <laughs> this, I just wanted to l- tell you guys this has been a great experience. It's been really fun. Uh, you don't you guys are. Oh, okay, in that case, it's terrible. I'm never watching or I'm never listening to the show again. It's starting with next week when I'm actually going to be on it. So no, but I mean, it's been great. And I mean, on behalf of the, everyone that listens, you know, I just thank you guys for for always put, putting your time and effort into this for. Basically zero money whatsoever. So, and uh, if again for listeners, if you want to show your appreciation, please do so. Like in the comment section at themattpool.com, where you'll find me more often than not. And it gets lonely there sometimes. So yes, by all means post. It. <laughs> they don't bite and, unless you're rude. Yeah. And, and yeah. post in the forums and send us emails. Uh, we're sorry we hardly ever answer emails anymore. Like I think part of it is because we might read one and said. Yeah, Chewie should totally answer that email. Or like, yeah, Brian should totally answer that email. And and Brian and Chewie don't get the hint because no one ever says that to each other. So sometimes the email goes unanswered. And, and Mike will go, hey, Brian, you know, this person actually asked you, you know, for something. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Or occasionally we will get an email where it actually is something we really want to, we, we think would be a great topic for the show. Yeah, this is like a, this is an episode this topic. Is, Let's this, save it and then, you know, and then, and then we don't actually respond to the person that sent the email because we're thinking, okay, we'll talk about that when we record. And then we have previews and other things. We don't get to record it for like a month. And by then they're like, uh, did you ever get my email? And we're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this on the show, but thanks. Yeah. Uh, rest assured though that if we get the email, we read it. Yes. Like, there are a few where, are like, hey, I sent this from a website. Did you get it? And we're like, uh, that's rare increasingly, though, because I think yeah. those are coming through uh, relatively uh, uh, dependably now. But Yeah. But, yeah, just, 
I promise we do read all of the emails. And we think about them. And we do. See, my problem is this whole interconnectivity thing, because when I'm standing around at work for a second, I'll, like, whip out my phone and, oh, look, an email from a listener. Oh, word. And then I close the email app on my phone, and now it's marked as red, and when I open up Gmail on my computer, I don't actually see it anymore. <laughs> and that's a problem. And But I keep hearing that the G- actual Gmail app is crap. So I don't have that yet. So I can't mark it as a listener mail uh, uh, that way. See, the way it works, lots of people have a separate email address that, you know, like a separate box that everyone has access to. We don't. You send it to dorksatthemanapool.com, and it goes to all four of our individual emails. Yeah, it's a little list. Yeah. So uh, that that way we can each lose it or ignore it or something in our own <laughs> special way. <laughs> And that's also why, and that's also why we try to remind people when we start a conversation, remember to hit, uh, reply all so that it doesn't just go back to the one host you're talking to. And so it'll, it, it'll also go to the, the, all of us email. Right. Because there have been occasions where, and we have to remind ourselves that too, you know, where yeah. Mike, well, oh, yeah. I will respond to something and then Mike will reply all to something with the same thing I just said. And I was like, oh, I just, never mind. <laughs> My bad. Oh, well, thank you, Mike, for for being so sweet. By the way, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that this worked. And yeah, finally. Yeah, because with the time difference and all, it's been well, it's been impossible to get Mike on as much as we wanted to, and we really did. And then, what, what time is it there right now? I don't do time is, zones. It's six hours. You guys are six hours ahead because of daylight savings or whatever. Whatever you come at. That nonsense that we do. That, that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So what time is it? Because I can't tell time. It is actually 4:20. So uh, smoke them if you got them, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. <laughs> okay. Unless it's legal where you're at, in which case, whatever. Let's not get into it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we here at the Manpool do not condone illegal anything. <laughs> Except where it's legal. Except where. Except for the cool crime of robbery. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. Highway robbery. More like. <laughs> so. Great train robbery. Dude, I watched that a while back on Netflix. That's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I read the book, though. I have somewhere. It's in this massive, like, three Michael Crichton novels put together in a massive hardback, so I've never actually read it. Because oh. it's way too big. Whoever put that together should be punched. It's a coffee table book that's meant to... It should just be a brick. <laughs> it, it, it's the coffee table that you put other books on? <laughs> Pretty much. But anyway, what am I doing? Right, so, final thoughts, Chewy. I got nothing. Oh, so, on Netflix, I watched two things lately, and if you heard this on Monday Night Magic, I'm sorry, but I have to tell my core listeners, because I love you guys. Uh, if you have Netflix, watch Wilfred. Wilfred was great. The first season of it is on Netflix. It's an FX show, uh, like Archer. So, you know. But it's an I FX think, show. I think it's about to come out with a new uh, new season. Yeah, the third season actually just started on uh, FX. But it's about uh, Elijah Wood, who is Ryan. And in the first episode, he's really depressed and trying real hard, really hard to kill himself. And uh, he meets his neighbor and her dog. And he sees his neighbor's dog as a guy in a dog costume. And, you know, this guy speaks English to him and all that. 
And everyone with an else. English accent. Where, where, yeah. It's an Australian accent. It's an Australian accent, actually, yeah. yeah it's, uh, Jason Gann, one of the, the creators and producers, and he's also the dog in the original Australian series. But, uh, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> and some people at work are like, it's, it's actually kind of stupid. And I'm like, well, clearly you suck. Cause you're, you have a right to your opinion, and it's wrong. But, <laughs> But it's, Chandra's uh, bad. Chandra's bad. <laughs> we here at the Manipool do not condone the use of Chandra. Uh, unless she's covered in olive oil. And by the way, screw you, Mike. I was drinking when you said that. I almost died. <laughs> I was wondering. I heard a funny noise before you muted yourself. I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> because I had just taken a big swig of chair one out of a straw, and then you said, you know, Chandra covered in uh, olive oil, and I almost died. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, but so one night I was posting shows for MTG Cast, and I'm like, all right, let me find something on random on here to watch because I got sick of the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab, which happens occasionally. And I was like, oh, here's Wilfred. It's only 13 episodes. I've been meaning to watch one to see how it is. Fine, I'll watch this while I post shows. I watched six that night, six episodes, and the only reason I stopped is because I was exhausted mm-hmm. or because I had to go to work the next day. I think that was it. Either way, same thing, whatever. And it was, uh, and then I finished it. The next night, or maybe two nights. The next, the next time I turned on Netflix, I finished Wilfred. Like, just bam. Just knocked it out in two sessions. It's it's really funny. <clears throat> it's when he reminds you that he's a dog that always gets me. Like, one of my favorite things on Family Guy was when, uh, I think they busted Lois out of jail, and they were in the back of a van, and Brian, the dog, could not stand up. He's like, I have a hard time standing when the car is moving. And that struck me as funny, because you don't think of Brian as a dog, ever. Until he does something dog like that, and this was it's, this is the same basic principle. Is it, it's just every once in a while they'll throw out something like, "Oh, right, he's a dog," ah! and it, it's great. So that uh, we, we I've also been watching the ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentaries. A lot of those are good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen a bad one yet, and I've watched a bunch of them, and uh, yeah, they're they're all really good. And about sports, I care nothing. I was track and field. I don't give a damn. But I watched the one about Ben Johnson uh, testing positive for drugs because it was just good. And hockey? Who watches a hockey that's not Canadian? And that one guy over there who's going, hey, I did. Yeah, and you. Uh, I watched the one about Gretzky moving from the Oilers to the Kings. And that was really good. Really good. You know, boxing, basketball, football, and Todd Marinovich was... There's one that's, uh, it's just like a bunch of interconnected clips of the day that O.J. Simpson was on the run. And between, uh, they, it was also the NBA Finals, I think, and like Arnold Palmer's final competitive round of golf. And they just splice all these together and there's no narration. It's just you're watching it on the backdrop of O.J. Simpson in his white Ford, you know, Bronco on, really? the, on the highway. Yeah, it's, uh, I forget what it's called. It's, it's called The Day of. It's The Day. Yeah, I've got yeah, it on my queue. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. Wow. That's a really good one. That's cool. But yeah, there all of them that I can tell. I went to the ESPN 30 for 30 website, and all of them are on Netflix, except for the one about uh, uh, Mike Tyson and the uh, the night Tupac Shakur was shot. Like that one is the one that isn't on Netflix, and that's the one that I want to watch. That pisses me off. Hmm. So uh, I said this on Monday Night Magic. If anyone knows why that one's not on Netflix, send us an email and let me freaking know. <laughs> it pisses me off. Anyway. Because Tupac's not dead and they don't want to put a bunch of lies on Netflix. <laughs> He's hologram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's probably it. 
Anyway, so that was, like, there's one called, I forgot what it's called, but it's about Mike Tyson, like, racing pigeons or some nonsense <laughs> like that. Racing pigeons. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Racing or raising, like, you Ra- know. Racing pigeons or something like that, some sort uh, of bird. Yeah. I thought he, like, had a reality television show where he was raising pigeons, but... Well, I think they're ra- he's raising racing pigeons then. There's something about racing, I don't know. I, th- I think they're racing him. You know, Maybe that's it, yeah. You get enough of them, they, they grasp on, and he can play. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying so hard not to make a Mark Rosewater joke, because they both have that voice that does not match. But anyway, <laughs> go listen to Drive to Work and tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back here. So, I think it's late enough. So thank you very much, Mike, for joining us. This was awesome. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll bring you back sometime when you're, you're more comfortable with us and we'll not sit there quiet for so long. Oh, and it's, it's the dolphins. We gotta feed them and make sure they replace the ones that have been eaten by the sharks. You know, it'll, it'll take some time. Don't want your packets getting lost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love you, man. And alright, so this has been episode Wow, I'm about to post Monday Night Magic. 284. Number. Yeah, I'm about to post Monday Night Magic number 284. I looked up, I was like, wait, that's this. Oh, wrong show. Uh, bad at this game. So, this has been episode 284 of the Manipool. Oh, by the way, uh, if you want to write about magic, write me an article for Card Shark. Send it to submissions at cardshark.com. Mike actually just sent me one that is really funny. Whoops, and then I threw that in the floor. And I'll, uh, I'll be putting it up. Hopefully in the next couple of days. I'm really bad about that. But yours was nice and clean and didn't actually need any editing, so that helped. Hey. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It's about the um, the the other un what, what did you what did you call uh, it? Rejected rejected magic psychographics. Right. So besides Timmy, Johnny, Spike, uh, Vorthos, and Melvin. Yeah, there's there's those others, and they're they're pretty funny. So yeah, look for that on cardshark.com, and then go buy the cards. They've got the Buy deck and the uh, the cart optimizer, all kinds of cool stuff. Go check that out. And the promotions. And the promotions. Yeah. Ouch. And my knee really hurts, so I need to let go now. So thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic. <laughs>